You're listening to Stagger Cast, brought to you by Stagger Gear. Alright, another episode of Stagger Cast, and this is the first episode we've done in the Adirondacks or Adirondack theme stuff. Everything else has been, what, New Hampshire, Maine, Vermont, Massachusetts, yep. all that stuff, so it's good to be over here. A lot of guys requesting that we do some Adirondack stuff. And we're with our uh, most requested group by a long shot, I think, which is the uh, ADK Tracker group. We got Eric Boak, we got Hunter Bob, Woody, Chris. Chris. Yep, I forgot. Sorry, I'm not good with names. My bad. God damn it, Adam. I know. I screwed that up. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the whole gang's here tonight, and uh, we got so we got two mics on the guys. So we're just gonna kind of keep it cycling and keep it fun, and keep yep. the stories going. But uh, for those that don't know, you guys living under a rock, haven't seen your guys' videos. Uh, why don't you give us a little intro on yourself, what you do, kind of how you got into hunting, the territories you roam, all that type of stuff. Well, um, so I was born and raised uh, in Westernville, New York, which is probably half an hour or so outside the Adirondacks. Moved to Boonville after I got out of college in Paul Smith and uh, landed here. And my father bought a camp in the Adirondacks in 1990. So I started hunting up there with uh, one of his best friends, uh, Gary who had a camp maybe seven, eight miles down the road. And uh, so grew up hunting in the farmland and loved uh, loved killing deer. My dad was always killing great big bucks. And um, we actually, even though it was farm ground, we had enough down there to where you could track bucks. You know, I mean, we had a, a pretty good setup down there. And so he taught me, you know, basically the, you know, the ins and out of it young, uh, how to do this stuff. And uh once I went to college, you know, my dad and Gary, they, they started killing these great big bucks up at my dad's camp, and that's what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to kill them great big bucks, so I started focusing more and more in the big woods, the Adirondacks, and uh, putting more time in up there versus being in the farmland and just became basically addicted to it, and, um, you know. To say the least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love it, you know, just... It is. It's an addiction, you know. So um, that's how things started. Uh, I'm an arborist by trade. I was a state trooper here in New York for 10 years and just didn't like the uh, political aspect of that and gave it up. And now I can hunt the whole deer season every year and, you know, never look back. So That's awesome. Yeah, you guys are working your ass off through the summer, so you got the the whole month off, right, for the most part. Yeah, I do basically a year's worth of work in six months pretty much, you know. Seems Every to be summer. a common denominator with big buck killers. They, yep. they bust their butts all summer so they can have that well, month or two they, to just focus. It's know? a work ethic. I mean, yep. because you ain't we're just running out there and shooting one the first day. You know, you're going to yep. have to put in two, three weeks probably every year to maybe get a glimpse at a at a good buck. And if you get discouraged or, or easy or you don't have the work ethic, it's it's not probably going to pan out for you. Yep. You know. Yep. So. Yep. How did you guys all come together as a group originally, and how did uh, how did that all? Because you guys are one hell of a group, a lot yeah. of a lot of great personalities and a great camp dynamic. Yeah. Um, so, well, uh, I so I'm real good friends with Woody's brother Slick, and Slick always hunted with us at camp all the time. Well, Woody was in college, and he started coming up a lot more, and Slick ended up working a lot more. So me and Woody started hunting together a bunch, and uh, 
Uh, he ran into Hunter Bob at the bars there now and then and uh, knew who he was, but we didn't really, you know, we didn't really talk much. But uh, one night we sat down together and started talking about hunting, and we were kind of not disclosing locations to each other <laughs> <laughs> for a reason. And he says to me, he goes, oh, you want to hunt bucks this winter or this fall? He says, give me a call. I said, all right, you know. So um, this was my I believe it was my first year. I, that I think my actual words were, if you want to learn how to shoot big bucks, you just come with me. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was probably more like, if you want to drag a buck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you feel like dragging deer, come with me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that, that year, actually, I, one of the first times I hunted on snow was with my dad that day. And we were way back up in, in by these big lakes and uh I heard two shots and I'm like, man, that's gotta be that, that Kratzenberg, you know? So <laughs> got out that night to service and I texted him. I said, are you, was that you the shot today? And he goes, no, he says, I'm in Kansas, but he goes, I'm coming home tomorrow. Let's kill a buck. Mm-hmm. I said, all right. So that, that next day I met up with him, me and squirrel went up there and met up with him and he missed a big buck. And like we, after that, it was like just go time. We just started slaying him. And uh, <laughs> then we started, I shot a big buck one day. We were hunting this other location and we went up to this, Bob says, we got to go up to this tent camp. I said, all right. So we go up to this tent camp, and that's where we met Chris and Rick and, I mean, everybody up there. There was, like, seven of them up there, and we shot a great big buck, and we, we deemed him the 100-beer deer, which <laughs> it should have been more like the 200 or 300-beer deer probably. You guys <laughs> got a few deer like that, don't you? Yeah, you know, <laughs> got to celebrate. Oh, absolutely. That's what you work for. Absolutely. So, so what about you, Hunter Bob? So why don't you give a little intro uh, on yourself and – We'll go from there. Uh, I was born and raised right in Forest Park. Uh, started hunting on my own. My dad died when I was young, and he gave me his old shotgun when I was like 14 years old. He says, here you go. And it's, he goes, you won't use it as much as you think you will. And it's like, oh, yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah. From that day on, it was, I, I don't know how many deer. It was old Hamilton and Richard's single-shot shotgun. Yep. I'd shoot at deer, and I think couldn't hit, couldn't hit a five or a piece of plywood at 50 feet you know and so then i bought my first gun and away i went which he still kills deer with to this day yeah well it it also doubles as a boat or a walking stick (laughs) (laughs) my rifle these guys bossed up all the time my rifles i was gonna bring it and i should have i mean this thing is it's not much of a scene war. Yeah. <laughs> the forearm's falling off, but it's cracked. It's glued together. It's there's no bluing left on a gun. I think <clears> I went out to Alaska one time, and a guy looks at me. He goes, "You don't have a better gun than that?" I go, "Yeah, I got a lot better guns than this." I said, "But I like this gun." Yeah, that's all that matters. He bragged about his two thousand dollar rifle that he had with him, and guess what? It jammed after his first shot, and he didn't kill his bull moose. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, no kidding. Wasn't it, I saw something on your Instagram. Wasn't it, like, one of the first years you guys hunted, you killed, like, almost identical bucks or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah. Was that that hunt? Two eight-pointers, um, uh, no brow points. No. We, well, it was that year. Um, I ended up, yeah, eight-pointers, no brow tines, and we were in the, the local buck club, and <laughs> which I'm going to add in his brother owns. And Bob ended up beating me by two-eighths of an inch or something hey, like that. I do that. Yeah. <laughs> so he got me on another one with that one. Huh. But Hunting the same kind of block of woods, like where those deer actually are related, you think? or they're No, we were a long ways apart. Yep. Just the way it happened yep. to be. Yep. Yeah, they yep. were 15 miles apart, probably. Oh, yep. no kidding. Yeah. But that's we pretty were, cool. 
when Bob killed his, he, he gets more excited than any person I've ever met in my life, and he'll be tracking a buck, and we'll, he'll have the radio, and he'll be like, you got to get here, you got to get here, he's going this way, and it's like, I'm like four miles from there, you know, and it's like. We track him all day long. We track him from know. 10 in the morning until, like, I think I ended up killing him at, what, 2, 2.30 in the afternoon. Yep. And it was like, man, I said, the buck wasn't going to cross the river. He just kept kept going in front of me. He just wouldn't. He just kept walking in front of me, and I mean, he was right there. I had him in the spots, but it must, and they turn, and it's like, man, finally, I just see this little flick. I thought it was a bird, and it's yep. like, and it was what it ended up being is his hock on his rear leg, and it's like, oh, I go there he is, and I clicked the safe off, and he, I stood there for five minutes watching him, and then all of a sudden I caught beam, and it's like, and they was going into the real thick stuff, and it's like, boy, I said, I got to shoot here or it's going to not happen. And I pulled the trigger. He goes, you get him? I go, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I walk up there, and that eight-pointer's laying there dead. Oh, awesome. Oh, shit. That yeah. was one of the, what, the second second or third, fourth time we hunted, though, right? I mean. I don't know. I'm not sure. But, I mean, we hunted a lot that season. But dragged that buck out to the river, which the river was kind of high, and I'm not a, I don't do water. <laughs> I don't swim. And you might better have put this buck in like a 24-ounce beer can in this canoe. And we all got in there, and I'm like, oh, my Lord. I thought we were going to take on water crossing that river. Uh, yeah. Good time. You guys do some boat access stuff too, don't you? Is that yeah. a thing more in the Adirondacks all, than all anywhere the else in the Northeast? Yeah, we That's, use their boats a lot. Yeah. But we don't have, you know, there's no there's no logging roads and stuff here like there is in maybe Maine or New Hampshire or wherever else, you know, people may hunt. And so if, if you're going to go in deep in the Adirondacks, you're doing it with your, the Shoe Leather Express, you know, you're not going to, you you don't, there's no places really like that, that you can drive around and cut, cut a buck track. So, you know, we, you just park and take off and oftentimes it's, you're in two or three miles before you even find a buck track yep. or you may not find one period you know <laughs> yep so it's i think that's you know part of the reason it's it's tougher here than i mean they're all tough to kill a buck but it, i think it's adds a little bit here because the access mm -hmm. you know you can't use anything so yeah for sure so Neither. you guys you guys pretty much now so when you're going into like a piece like that are you guys all going into a piece and then breaking off or do you kind of just go all your separate directions because it seems like there's some videos and stuff for like the three of you guys or you know linking up at the end of the day to drag mm -hmm. a buck out are you guys like way off or you well we what we started doing is we'll you know we'll all drive our trucks separately and we'll it will leave them in just in different spots because you don't know where you're going to come out true true so um you know depending on our trucks will be 10 15 miles apart Oh no shit! And so, so, you kinda so when if we get to a certain point and somebody shoots a buck, we're going that way. If mm -hmm. it, next thing you know, you get on a buck's track, you might start 15 miles that way, but you'll you'll end up up there, and at least somebody can pick you up. Yep. Unless it's the last day of season and you've walked 12, 14, <laughs> 15 miles, and nobody tells you they're not hunting that day, <laughs> and yeah, so yeah. so you end up walking out in the pitch black an extra few miles. You needed the exercise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of my favorite videos that you guys have, I think it's hilarious when I watch it. I think it was one of your bucks a few years ago, like it was an 11 pointer or something that you guys took out with a boat and yep. you guys are coming out in like a snowstorm oh, and you bad. got your sunglasses on yeah, just yeah. sitting there braving everybody else yeah. is tucked in. That shit yeah. was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh my ass off when I saw that. But yeah, That was huh. a good day. I yeah. think that was the first time I ever was in there. Maybe the yeah. second. Yeah, we I had gone in there. Woody and I had gone in early 
bare ground and put up some cameras and I, I told Bob I go we'd be stupid if we didn't go in there and hunt at least one day on snow and I think we were supposed to get the snow at night and it ended up starting at like seven in the morning so mm. we were hunting and I found an old buck track and I had to cross this creek like three times I ended up going over my boots and I was getting frustrated Bob's hips were bothering him at the time and he was about ready to bail out going back to the boat and I said well the sun, it was all at once. It was gloomy and snowing. Yeah, it was like 11 o'clock in the morning yep. or something. And all of a sudden, like, the, the clouds pulled off, the sun came out, and it quit snowing. And I remember just telling him on the radio, I'm like, man, it's now is the time. Like, these, they're going to be moving, you know. So I, I crossed this creek again or river, whatever it is, and uh, just paralleled this creek. I found a little doe track, and I half thought about just following her backwards because it was that time of year, and... I ended up not doing that because it was so thick down in there. She was in the balsams and stuff. And so I cut up, I don't know, two or maybe a couple hundred yards from the creek and just paralleled it down and found this great big buck track coming down into the swamp and took him down in there. And he went into a bunch of alders. And I called Bob and I said, well, it looks like he's heading, you know, upstream. And Bob's decided to come down in that way. And it just ended up working out, you know. Yeah, it was perfect because it was, it was all thick balsam alders swampy stuff and it was a big ridge not big but 20 feet higher than anything else around so i climbed up on that and i go man i go this is the spot i go if he's on that buck's track he told me he's on a big buck's track i said if he's on that buck's track and that buck catches wind of him being on his track he's going to go to high ground mm -hmm. i said i got up there and i i go oh this is perfect I turned around, and here's that 11-pointer coming right down the ridge, right towards me, right where I thought he'd be coming from. I go, are you kidding me? Bang. No <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> yeah. Worked out perfect then. Yeah. Yep. That was a beautiful but, buck, too. But it wasn't yeah. even the buck he was dragging. Yeah, there was oh, it wasn't. two. Oh, no? wow. Ended up there. One went down in in this alder bed, and I had cut another track going up, and there was this, there was a little bit of size difference between the two, you know, and – and I was kind of like at the point where, well, what am I going to do here? And, and Bob ends up shooting, you know. So I went up there, and he's he's colorblind. And so he's like, isn't that blood? I'm like, yeah, that's blood. You Me know? too, buddy. So Craig's colorblind, too. <laughs> that's a big theme. Yeah. It sucks, you know. It does suck. Yeah. 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 I, think I, I think I can spot moving deer better. But I, I think that helps us. But I think everything else hurts us. I shot one. Well, I didn't even kill the buck. But I shot one years ago, and he was laying right in his bed, and I saw this buck two or three times, and every time I saw him, I don't know if he had just one horn or what, but yep. it was his left-hand side, but it would look like my arm, as long as my arm, and I go, fine, and he was rubbing trees like that, and they're huge, and finally I caught him in his bed one day, and I shot, and out of the bed he went, and I went down there and on dry ground, yep. and it's like felt around and then i mean you know what blood looks like in your hand oh, yeah. from cutting your hand all the time i go oh yeah that's blood i'm on my hands and knees for yep. half a mile three quarters of a mile so finally i go get some help and my buddy comes up there and he walks in there and he looks he goes are you kidding me he goes look at the blood up on the ridge he, i mean 100 yards away he goes look at it he goes it looks like a sidewalk oh, up yeah. there I go really? He goes, there's, an, he goes, no way you haven't killed this buck. Yep. I go, awesome. We got up there right to the spot that I had on my hands and knees for two hours. No more blood, no more buck, nothing. Ah, Don't yeah. know what happened to him. They never found him, nothing. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But the trees weren't rubbed no more either. So yeah, and gives you a knot in your stomach because oh, you yeah. like feel yeah. helpless. You yeah. know. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Yeah. So you guys have been you guys have been hunting together for a while. So how mm-hmm. many situations do you think it's been where hunting in a group you've been able to cut deer off? Does it happen often? I don't think ever that we. Uh, yeah. I mean, it seems like it never works. Uh, uh, no, yeah. Not know. not to cut them off, but and I mean usually we def- never do drives either. But uh, one particular particular day we were we said ah let's just try to push this, and we did push and he shot that big yeah twenty inch eight pointer yeah that one. Um, but that's like the only time yeah. ever, I think that. Said, yeah. Oh, I mean, but we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll chat on our, we have some pretty good radios and we'll talk and, you know, if maybe if someone sees a, you know, basically a lot of times we're on bare ground. So we're just kind of telling each other where we're going, but if we're on snow, if we catch a, catch a track, we'll be like, well, he's, his general direction is this way. <laughs> you know, we'll let each other know. But a lot of times we're a couple miles apart, you know, mm-hmm. so it's not like we're hunting 100 yeah. yards from each other walking yeah, no, through no, the no. woods, you know. But that year we uh, we started hunting together, and when we when you first start hunting together, I don't know how much he wants to talk on the radio or whatever. So we're in this one spot and we're going down through there, and he's on one side of this big flow and I'm on the other side of the flow, and so it's we haven't said a word to each other all day long and it's it's noon mm-hmm. so i sit on this rock and i'm eating a sandwich and so i said uh, i better find out where these guys are so i call him on a radio and he tells me where he is and i said all right so now i stand up and i'm it's all like spruce blow down i'm going through there and i said i go i better see where, where what his intentions are which way he's headed so we can meet up or whatever so I talked to him one more time, and I got my rifle under my arm, and I'm walking along, just just putting along there. I look up, and I just had to ask him a question, and he doesn't answer me for like a minute. And I look, and here comes this, I think it's that buck he ended up killing, big rack buck. And I go, holy shit, here he comes. <laughs> and there's a rock the size of a Volkswagen just a little bit to my left, and the buck is walking right at it. The buck walks behind the rock, so I got the gun under my arm. I got the radio in this hand, so I take the radio and I put it in my pocket. Click off the safe, and I'm watching both sides of the rock. What side is he going to come out from? He starts talking on the radio. <laughs> that buck <laughs> was like he got shot out of a cannon when he come out of there. I shot two or three times at him. That thing, I think he was going so fast. He was, I was scaring him so bad. He's tripping and falling, and I go, man, I hammered him. <laughs> I got over there. I never, never touched him. <laughs> yeah, just getting the hell out of that. <laughs> yeah, he was out of there. Yeah. Oh man. But that's <clears throat> one time ever since right. we've been hunting that happened. You know? Yeah, like that muzzleloader buck though. Yeah, that's true. We didn't even really yeah. know we were all gonna be there for one. Mm-hmm. And next. I, did I see you or talk to you, Woody? You talked to me, and all our radios were, of course, back. messed up. Right. And so I was going to go towards, like, the mountain, and I couldn't get across the creek. And I knew Nate was up on that other side towards mud. So like, yeah, so we, um, I knew Nate was on the other side of that road. And I had talked to Woody up until that point. We didn't even know we were all in the same with yeah. even close <clears throat> so i i'm kind of creeping up through and i felt like nate's gonna be pissed you know i'm gonna kind of mouse up in where he is you know <laughs> and i look up in these this it was a strip call i'll never forget this and i look and i i see if i'm like 
like, what the heck is that way up in there in the wide open? You're not expecting a buck to be out there, you know. And it picks its head up, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> but so these strip cuts, you know, it's wide open, and then there's a strip of brush. And, and it steps into that thick stuff. So I get, you know, I holler to my son, Nate, on the radio, and I'm like, Nate, that buck is heading right through this one strip. Where are you? He goes, I'm on the other side, Dad. I'm like, no way. And literally within seconds, boom. This is muzzleloader. So I look up there, and here come that buck flying back out of there. Now he's, Nate shot at him, missed him. This buck's hell-bent for the election. You know, he's boiling down this strip cut at me. I'm standing in a skid road. There's no cover. So I just drop to my knees, and I pull up, and I get him in the scope. And I'm like, all right, he's coming straight at me. Just give me a broadside, give me a broadside. And he's boiling. Gives me a little bit of broadside. Touch it off. I see him stumble. I knew I hit him. Down in the woods he goes. Well, it, by this point, Eric kind of gets what's going on because he's already started like recording and stuff but he has no idea that it's me and nate up there mm-hmm. at first he actually thought it was woody yeah. <laughs> so so now we actually it took a few minutes we finally get all on the same like radio channel it was beginning of the year or whatever <laughs> so i'm like yeah i hit him bulk i said he's heading down in we know the woods real well there they knew right where to be so we I take off. We both take off running, yeah, and yeah, we yeah. both at the same spot. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. So I'm taking this blood trail, and I, my son Nate was with me, and I said to him, I said, within the first hundred yards, I knew, I'm like, we're gonna have to kill this buck. He's, we're not gonna find him dead. So we're creeping down through hunting. Every now and then, I'm pulling up my thing, looking and seeing where we are, and I'm like, he's heading right for the end of this pond. And then, <laughs> poof. Yeah. And I, I feel like I, th- I don't remember exactly. I think Eric came on and said, got him. And I'm like, yeah, buddy. But then it was like 15, 20 seconds later, I hear another shot. I'm like, what the heck's going on here? You know, you got him or you didn't, you know. <laughs> Long story short, and, and it's in one, one of Eric's videos. And that was just, that was kind of, I guess that's a point where, I didn't know where he was going, right? But it's like I'm looking at the terrain. Well, you saying, had a good idea. Saying there's a pond here, and he's kind of pushing this way, so he's going to be. Them beaver yeah, meadows, right? that beaver meadows, it couldn't be any right. better. You got so them, like, boxed in. I'm literally, si- I got, I have a carry a little pack saw with me, and I was in these balsams. It was like a rabbit hole on the side of this little <laughs> beaver meadow, and I cut all the tops of these balsams off, standing there, and I'm all of a sudden I hear something behind me, and Bob's, I turn around, and here's Bob. And I'm like, I whip. I don't know if I whistled, but I waved 100% waved my hand at him. And he starts walking towards me, and I turn around, and here's this buck walking right at me, like just breaks out to the edge of this beaver meadow. I'm like, oh, my God, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> the I weird up, thing I was. dropped him right there. But. Yeah. Like Eric finished this buck, Eric and Bob, right there. But Woody's um, brother, Slick, was right. I mean, he wasn't far from there. He was 90 yards. Yep. So if that buck chose to turn and go up the other side of the pond, he wasn't getting out of he there. He was screwed either he, way. He, <laughs> he was in bad trouble. But yeah. it's it's big it's big country. It's big yeah. country. But it yeah. necks down and these two the pond runs one way and then the flies run the other way and there's two little beaver ponds that, or uh dams yep. where the brush is real thick. Yep. There was no doubt that 
if that buck was down in that country, he was going to come across them flies, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was kind of weird that, like, so Eric made it there first, and you know, he <laughs> nipped out his little shooting lane or whatever. <laughs> then there's Hunter Bob creeping up behind him. You know? <laughs> he's he's like, trying to get in front of him. You know what Bob was thinking when he got there. He's like, crap, there's Eric, you know. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I said there was two, there was two dams going across there, yeah. and he was on the first one. Yeah. I said, well, I'm getting my ass to the second one. Yeah. I mean, all bang, he shoots. It's like, well, there's no sense in going down there. <laughs> he goes, what are you shooting at? <laughs> but, but, but that that is a case where yeah. we kind of all ended up yeah, converging in, yeah. In a, by pure accident, you know, because I, you know, very seldom. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll blow up over yeah. a mountain or something, line hunt if it's, you know, bare ground. Or, yeah. Well, you guys all got a good <coughs> sense of where to be, too, and you've been in that woods and yeah we know the woods well yeah it's funny how that happens like i've been up in maine with with hunting buddies and you know thousands and thousands of acres we end up in the same exact spot yep and it's just that hunter's sense of where the hell to be and where to know like they're edgy animals so that makes sense that that thing was going to run right down through there and And uh, especially after like i mean for sure hunter bob's probably spent more time than any of us in that country mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for sure say go ahead say i'm the old guy he's the old guy (laughs) But I, I guess what I'm getting to is, I mean, we've all gotten to know the woods really well. Yeah. Bucks are where they are. Yep. And they're not where they're not. And they're not going to be in certain places. Yep. And we, we've all gotten to know places to hunt through. And I've hunted that, I hunted that spot when I was a kid, so none oh, of it was really? ever logged. There was the places where there's skid roads where you could drive a log truck in now. It was nothing but just dense woods when, when wow. I was a kid, you know. Yep. And I mean. We used to do good up there, though. Oh, yeah. But it was never, you never see, it was me and one other guy and yeah. the Massets, and that was about it. <laughs> yep. You know? yep. it it's but. different country now than it was when Bob's talking about, you know, right. there's, you know, it's easement land. It's yep. been cut up good. So it's different oh, yeah. country than, at least where that is, you know. Yep. We still get up on the mountains and yep. and whatnot, yep. and it, that'll probably never change. I don't foresee that happening up in there, but. Yep. We got to uh, we got to hear the story about the maple buck, right? I mean, that's oh, dude. it's it's by far your most viewed <laughs> yeah. video, I believe. Um, Forty something thousand views. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. and we uh, we're dying to hear. I mean, that's the most unique looking buck I think I've ever seen. He's a slammer. And yeah, there it is, right there on the wall. But uh, can you guys kind of break that down as far as what the buck you got beforehand, and then thinking it was a maple buck, and then yeah. going back into the to so, the old. Well, it was the year before the Bob before Bob shot Maple Buck. We had a huge eight pointer on camera, right? And so the following year, we get a nice nine pointer on camera, and we're thinking it's the same buck. So, whatever we we, a lot of times we don't shoot the deer we have on camera, you mm-hmm. know. So, um, anyways, we, me and Hunter Bob and who was with us that day? My dad was with was with us when I shot mine Fitz Fitzy Fitz yep. Woody was with us so I I actually was cutting through the swamp and I cut a buck track no 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 that's not the way it went he says here <laughs> he says you two guys his <laughs> no. dad and myself he says you guys hang down through this this swamp here he goes it's not too bad going through there which I've been through it mm-hmm. and I was 
smart enough to stay out towards the pond. Yep. Well, he sends his dad through the <laughs> thickest, nastiest stuff you could ever imagine. And his dad fell down, poked himself in the eye, and next thing I know, he's swearing up a storm saying, when I get out of here, I'm never coming back. <laughs> next thing you know, he, he cuts loose of a four five shots. Five, five shots, yeah. wow. Yeah, so well, Dad had kind of, he got in there, and it was so thick, he just kind of veered off. And so I picked up this buck track, and it was heading right towards the camera I had up there. I hadn't checked the camera all year, so... I'm like, what are the odds? Well, sure enough, and of course, this is Adirondacks, right? So this is a very, very average buck track. I mean, it's it's not big. Most the main guys wouldn't even track it, right? Yep. Probably the New Hampshire guys wouldn't even track it. So, but that was bare ground, though, right or no? No, we had just a oh. little bit of old little crap snow. Oh, that, yeah, that's right. So the buck walks right by my camera. It's this beautiful ten pointer. I call them. I said, I got the buck just walked by my camera. I'm taking them. I go. I'll talk to you later. You know. Yep. So it was four four hours ahead of me, or three at least, and so I took off. I was moving on it, right, make up some time. Well, I didn't go maybe 15 minutes. I don't even think it was that long. And I look up, and here comes these two does running down through the woods right at me with this great big rack buck chasing them. And he's doing like that side-to-side kind of run they do now and then, and he's coming straight at me. So I got the gun up. And I'm like, he had his head down, so I'm, I got to shoot between his rack to try to hit him in, the, in between the shoulders, you know. So I don't wait. I'm not waiting for him to stop. I'm yep. not looking for a broadside shot. He's going to get led. So I start shooting. And it's like he never flinched. He never turned, nothing. And I'm like, I got to be hitting him because I'm a good shot, right? So finally he turned broadside, and it was my fifth shot, I think it was. And he... <laughs> He stumbled, and I'm like, all right, I, I know I, at least I hit him, him once. Yeah. So, meanwhile, Big Bob, my dad, and Hunter Bob were down messing around in a swamp hole, and so I go up there, I ended up killing the buck. So I, I tell him, I go, I, I got this buck that's been, he was, we called him Maple Buck because he was rubbing these six, eight-inch maple trees. Mm-hmm. Well, I says, I got Maple Buck. So they come up, we continue to celebrate. So later on that year, we're hunting, me, Hunter Bob Woody, who else is with us? At a squirrel, yeah, squirrels with us, and uh, and I'm like forever and a day away. At like ten in the morning, I think that's when it was. I heard a, a faint shot, and but we, I was so far away, I was out of radio service and whatnot. And so ends up, I came to a high point where I got a bar of service. And I got a text message that Bob had shoot shot the actual maple buck. So <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. So I. I got one of those electric bikes, and so I that summer I spent a couple of days in there, trimmed trimmed the thing out so I'm not going in there making all sorts of noise. So I, I get get to the trailhead early in the morning, just a little bit after light, and there's already a guy walking down the trail. It's like, eh, no big deal. Usually these guys go three quarters of a mile, half a mile, and they're turning around, they're doing whatever. So I'm riding a bike in there, and I look and there's a buck's track and a doe's track, and I get on their track, and I start on them. And I probably go maybe a quarter mile, and I go, that's not what you want, Bob. I said, go back, get on that damn bike, and let's go find a, a real buck's track. Yeah. So I get going along, and the guy veers off, and there's a deer's track there, and I get off the bike, and I, I look to the, the side where the buck had come from, and this track is just enormous. And it's like, 
our, and this was a little dull. I said, damn, now this guy's on the Bucks track, you know, and it's like, well, a lot of guys won't take the tracks, a lot of guys just go and peter around. I mean, these guys are on a, on a trail. They're not getting off the trail more than 200 yards, 300 yards. So I get going along, and I go, so now I'm thinking, I said, well, I said, if this guy's going this way and that buck's going down towards that beaver meadow, I said, maybe I'll just cut to the right or left and I'll go down towards that beaver meadow. Maybe he'll kick it out or whatever. So I didn't go two, 300 yards, and the guy turns and goes right back to the trail. Wow. <laughs> and, I, and I go, you got to be kidding me. This is, there is a God. So I, I get on the buck's track and I start taking him. He rubs, he rubs the huge tree, and I go, well, here we go. Yeah. No, well, yeah. yeah. So, so I get going down through there, and I'm just taking my time, just like the video, you know. And so I finally catch up to the buck, you know, and it's like, there's no way I'm going to catch up to this thing. It's, it, I mean, it was the video shows, but it doesn't show how thick it is. And it, it was so thick, it was unbelievable. And it's like, it was a wall that I couldn't even get through. And the doe had bedded to, to the right. She went into the right, but she bedded down. And I come across her bed, and she got back up, and she went into the thicket. And it's like, well, I got I can't go through it. I said, I got to go to the left. And, and then I found a spot where I could kind of get through it. And I knew they were to my right. And once I got in there, it opened up just a little bit. And here she come. And, I mean, she was she was 10 yards, 15 yards from me. And I look, and I see that big rat coming through there. And I just figured he was an eight pointer you know a 10 pointer whatever he was but he was just, you know i he didn't look like he was 19 inches wide he just looked like a 16 inch wide nice rack buck and it was the 21st of november and he was getting shot oh yeah and i pulled the trigger and never seen him again it's like oh my god i said hopefully he's over there dead and i walked over there i was like surprise <laughs> <laughs> but so afterwards uh i meet this guy that was on the buck's track and I said to him, I go, why didn't you stay on that buck's track? He goes, I thought it was too old. I go, oh, boy. I said, so I took a picture in that video of a $10 bill next to the track. Because that's just, instead of, that's, I reached in my pocket for a clip, and there was a $10 bill in there, so I just threw it on the ground. <laughs> just so I could size resemble the track. And that guy that year got a picture of the buck's track, and a ten dollar bill from his brother. <laughs> no <laughs> kidding. Yeah. We we gave him a couple condolence bush lights. Yeah. <laughs> there one day we met him. But but I think it was either that year or the f no, it wasn't that year. It was the following year or two years. I was on a Bucks track, and I come down through there, and I've been tracking him for probably three hours, and the buck had gone closer to the road, and. Now the buck's starting to meander. He's, he's getting ready to bed. He made a big scrape, and I said, here within the next half an hour, I'll have this buck dead. And I look, and there's a guy's track. I go, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> well, lo and behold, it's the guy that got the $10 bill in the picture. It was him because <laughs> I talked to him later in the afternoon. And he tracked the buck, tracked the buck, and I ended up going down the road, and I got in front of the buck, and I, I ended up – tracking until pitch black and we never caught up with him but well that guy's in the right area then yeah, yeah he's right with us yeah, he's you know, there he's all the time guy. yeah he, he is, is a good yeah. guy him yeah, and his brothers guy. they they hunted in maine back in the days they shot some huge bucks up there so yeah. See, the, the 
how we ended up meeting them guys was because you had that picture, that huge, huge six-pointer. I mean, yes. that that, that yep. six-pointer is big, but this six-pointer this dude shot was, what, 18, yeah. 20 inches yeah. wide. Oh, no, big six-point. And how they ended up killing the buck, they checked his trail camera. Yeah, they found my camera. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And they checked it, saw the buck on it. The kids, so his nephew come up the first time he ever walked into that piece of land, walked down. Not even that far. Yeah, really. Three hundred yards from the yeah. road, the buck walked out and he killed him. Killed with a shotgun. <laughs> shot twelve <laughs> yards or so. Oh, you no. you yeah. couldn't even. I mean, yeah. it is. Them bucks definitely come down through there, but it's yeah. three hundred yards from the road. You know, it's just know. by chance. Uh, good, he, good guys. Yeah. Didn't we? Yeah. Didn't we see that on Facebook or something? Like we didn't even yes. know about it or something. Right. Like, yeah. All of a sudden, there's that picture of no, that No, how I found out about it is I went, I, I was delivering material to the guy over in Deer Spring Park. That's right. That's and right. the guy goes, oh, we, we hunt. Like, I go, yeah, whereabouts? And he told me exactly where. And I go, yeah, you're kidding me. I have to. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so the, I, I, I look at, the, he goes, yeah, my nephew shot this hell of a buck. And he, I go, where? And he told me exactly where. And I go, <laughs> and I go, <laughs> We had that buck on camera. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, so then the next, I well, think it was, I was the next I was, spring. Right. I was actually in there hunting the buck that that kid had killed, and I didn't know he had killed him. And Eric had him on camera, so I go in there, cutting me looking, off. Yeah. Looking I'm for, still working. <laughs> I'm looking for this six pointer, and I, the tenth of November, I killed this big ten pointer, and I call him up and I go, "Hey, what are you doing?" He goes, "Oh, I'm uh, down in Utica eating." No. Weren't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you were. No, that was a different buck. This was my last day of work. I was working in White Lake, I believe. I said, buddy, uh, what was it? It was like two, two, three o'clock in the afternoon. I go, I killed a big ass 10 pointer. I said, I started dragging him. I said, it's not going very well. I said, I I, I must be out of shape. Well, (laughs) I weighed him, what, seven days later, and it weighed 175 pounds. Oh, wow. I said, well, on dry ground. And so, what what year was that, Bob? That. Oh, I don't know. Is that the year, the same year we 16, all killed all yes. them bucks within like five days? Yeah, yeah. 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 We had five, five or six yeah. bucks on a truck. Yeah, battles week. and everybody. Yeah. Yep. Right? Yeah. 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 How'd you guys ever determine that they, the guy checked your camera? So I <clears throat> was cutting trees. This guy called me up. He needed a great big tree cut that was like a foot from his house. So I go up there and give him an estimate, and he's like, he goes, I got to tell you something. He goes, I found your camera down in there by them <laughs> beaver meadows. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, and I checked it. And I'm like, well, at least you didn't steal it. Yeah. <laughs> delete my card or something, you know. And he goes, he goes, we saw that great big six-pointer. And he goes, I took my nephew down in there, and he sat down for about 20 minutes, and he shot it at 12 yards <laughs> with a shotgun. I'm Man. like, awesome, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. good thing he didn't steal it for one. But Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think we've all probably had cameras stolen, and I, we yeah. always fantasize about putting a hand grenade in our camera, just a yeah. dummy camera because it's yeah. like, God, it's so frustrating yeah. when people mess with your we've, stuff. We've never, never had anybody mess with our no, cameras. And nobody. Bears. Bears. Bears will eat them. Crush yep, them for sure. Constantly. Yeah. No matter how high you put them up in a tree or whatever, they just can just smell them. So. Mm-hmm. I've but. never, I mean, I've had bears come in and knock mine off the tree and stuff, but he gets one or two eaten every year. Yeah. 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 Yep. Probably because he's always got jerky or something on his hands when he's <laughs> <laughs> beer. beer. Yeah. I always wondered, like, how do these bear? I followed a, a bear track one time, and he and he cut across this valley, right across the creek, straight up the hill, right to my camera. Like, he didn't like 
it didn't seem like he accidentally found my camera. This bear was parallel in the creek. He caught a sharp right, right up to the camera, ripped it off the tree, went right back down to the creek, kept going. And I'm like, what the heck? How did he? Why? Mm. Why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it blows my mind sometimes. Yeah. I, I, I really swear they can smell them. Yeah, know, human scent on them. Because yep. our cameras will sit in the woods all winter. Like I got three or four way back in right now. And I'll start getting pictures here soon when the bucks go back up in there. And in the fall, usually every single one of them is looking at the camera. Mm -hmm. In the spring, never, ever are they looking at the camera. Mm -hmm. They're just... Yep. The sun's gone. Yeah. Everything's gone. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. You know, that was... Well, that just you saying that reminds me of that the Scarface buck there that Mark killed. Yeah. And I had him migrating back up. I mean, that camera was three inches from his face yeah he didn't pay no mind to it i think i had him migrating down or someone else did that the the fall prior too guy killed what was he a 12 point or 13 point yeah he's been a nine for quite a while right in the middle of where our action usually happens he just come in there and cut the bucks track crossing the road and Tracked that him. was the one I was telling you. Tracked him half a mile and, and killed him. Did everything wrong, you know. He, oh, yeah. When the buck bed down, he had his back to his backtrack. He wasn't even <laughs> right. Yeah, it was just he gave up. Goes. Yeah, I, I guess it was his day. Yeah. But I got one more question for you guys about mm -hmm. the maple buck. So, did you guys have a bunch of history with that buck before that year? Or was that kind of a first year type of thing? No, no, no. Kind of first the, year. The year before, the picture, one picture, we had that one picture. Actually, it was the day Woody right. might have shot a buck up in there, and yeah. he was on camera. Uh, well, a couple, two, three weeks before that, we got some snow, and I was down in there, and Eric was way up north, and I got him on the radio. I said, uh, whereabouts are you? And he was like two or three miles from me, and I had been tracking a buck. And it, was, it was definitely him. It was huge, huge track, and I brought him into an alder bed, and I knew what the outcome was going to be, me going through that alder bed, and it was like two in the afternoon. I said, well... I get up on the radio. I said, where are you? He goes, he told me where he was. And I said, do you think you can get down here and uh, maybe come through this alder bed? And I said, you'll see where I got. Yeah. And I said, you'll see where I took him into the alder bed. And I said, I'm just going to go back where he came in from. Because usually if you get on, a, you jump a buck and he'll usually go out his backtrack. Because he knows he was safe when he came in. So he'll go out his backtrack the same way. I said, I'll go get on his backtrack. You come through that alder bed. And luckily for him, he was long gone. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we got mics on everybody here except for Woody. But uh, we'll go through some questions. So we put a poll up there that you saw on Instagram for some yep. questions for you. We had a bunch yep. of questions come in. So if you got any answers from Woody, we'll just hand a mic yep. off to you. So, uh, so the first question we got for you, when and how did the 80K Cowboys get their start? Well... <laughs> Bob's always worn a cowboy hat, and uh, I never did. And he's like, I can't believe, what do you do when you go under the bushes? And I'm like, well, I pull my hood up over my head. So <laughs> me and Woody, we ended up buying cowboy hats, and they're pretty nice. Yeah, you just tuck your shoulders in a little bit. Yep. Throw that on real quick. <laughs> that's how we go. We got six guys here. Yeah, yeah that's when, um, yeah, I was hunting with Bob one day, and it was super, super heavy, wet snow dripping off the trees down my neck the whole time and it's just aggravating mm -hmm. especially you know if you're not seeing anything and 
that's that's the day I decided. I said I'm never hunting again without one of them stupid hats. And I didn't, you know, I thought they looked ridiculous, you know. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, one of my buddies told me one time because the the one I always had my dog my beagle chewed it up and it yep. was all ragged and this and that but <laughs> it was my lucky buck i still got it i i bought this new hat this year and i said well if the new hat don't produce I'll the, old the, the old hat's coming out talk about superstitious right oh. but, yeah yeah they are nice i mean they make a world of difference you yeah, know that's oh, way from the ball cap to comfort yeah. they're they're hot though like you, like these guys don't like to wear them if they can wear a ball cap and it's not snowing and i don't think any of us wear wear them early season just right mm-hmm. snow basically you know it's more right. or rain, snow. I, rain. I do most of the time but it's just i say because it always seems like you got yours on in the videos yeah, and stuff, always but they're hotter than hell they are yeah but, yeah, yeah. in early season they are you sweat because they're like kind of like a wolf yeah, yeah, wolf wolf, felt. Right? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, keep the snow off your neck though that's a big 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 thing time sure. i mean even in, like somebody my size i just when you go through that stuff that's just hung right over you just tuck your shoulders in and get right through no and problem. it goes goes right off i mean your head at the end of the day will be that yeah, thick you, you got snow. four pounds of snow on your hat but <laughs> you're dry hey works though so yeah. huh. all right next question we got uh from wyatt gracie says deepest kill in the adirondacks and the story behind it that's woody's book yeah uh 10 pointer th- three years ago four years ago yep. uh that's when oh man i can't even think well it might have been one of the first snows of the year but i know it was super super crunchy that day um Eric and I pulled up to a spot, and we got out, and there's actually two other guys there getting ready to hike in and <laughs> figured out where they were going. They told us. They told said, me where they were going. I we go, said, we I said, yep. going up there. I said, good luck, guys. <laughs> we hiked in like we're, three miles. You were in the – wasn't it wide open hardwoods, too, when you oh, finally yeah. saw that yeah. buck, too? It's but it was on top of a, a knoll, right, yeah, so right, the buck coming right, around right. the knoll. And yeah. yeah, so we, we went in a few miles and maybe – Three miles at least. Half mile or, you know, three and a half miles in. I come up to this, you know, that uh, wicked beech nuts. They are coming. This bear was feeding beech nuts, and I found this bed. He ripped all these uh, boughs off a spruce tree and made this bed. Never seen it before. Just no all piled up, and yeah, it's like a nest he laid in overnight. And uh, so I called Eric. I said, "Hey, I, you know, I just this bear's feeding. I found its bed, and uh, its tracks are heading kind of your way." And he goes, "Well, bud, I just uh, filmed him at five yards or something <laughs> like that." <laughs> so it was a huge, you know, three hundred pound bear or whatever we don't you know just know the tank it is, yeah. but it's huge yeah. probably that one kyle shot i'll bet Could you have been, yeah. guaranteed it was yeah. same and, uh, area 420 right. pounds he killed it this year no kidding jeez so we go another mile from there or so right and uh you know it's super crunchy so we're not really looking to track we're just kind of still hunting slow hunting grunting. but it's an area that we don't get into very often because it's that far, it's far back, away yeah you know? it's far in um so you know, I'm just grunting up this little knob, and Buck walks out at, <laughs> I don't know, 60, 70 yards, and hit him once in the shoulder, he drops. So that was uh, five and a half miles and that seven, beautiful seven hours. Too. Seven hours of dragging? Yeah, wow. three of us, and then four when my brother came in for the last half. And I started in, when I started in, I was, them guys went that way to the north, and I was way, I was probably three to four miles to the south. And I was getting to the point where I'm going to start making my cut back because I'll have eight miles in by the end of the day. I don't even hear the shots go off. And it's like – and it, they were up right up on top of a mountain and big buck down, hunter bob, big buck down. I go, you're kidding me. I said, where are you? 
well, we're, you know, uh, I said, I've already walked like four miles and that's five. That's probably going to be five, five to six miles. I said, you guys are killing me right now. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll, we'll walk 10, 11, 12, four, oh, yeah. 14 miles a day, yeah. but. I didn't really feel like walking 14 miles that day. <laughs> <laughs> Just drag one. And then we got out that night. It was yeah. late, well after dark. Eric actually forgot his rifle up the top of the mountain. The oh, last half no. mile top of the mountain. Had to go back up for that. That ain't no fun. Uh, then we got back, and Chris had a nice big buck yeah. down. So, yeah. so that. A long I think night. That, Your birthday. So that was, oddly enough, um, I went up to camp. Normally, I stay up there. I'm up there all the time. But that morning, I had, I was home for whatever reason the night before, and I drove up by myself, and uh, I just beat feet north that morning. And I was probably, I don't know, two and a half, three miles. And I'm, I get to where it's like I have to make a decision. I can't hunt north anymore because you're going on off from the easement. So I'm going to blow up this mountain. and or do I go down to the valley? I don't know what to do. You know, I'm sitting there deciding. I look right in front of me, and I see it's thick balsam, and I see this rack going through, and I pull up, boom, I shoot. You know, I'm not sitting there judging him. I see a rack, and it's it's on. So next thing you know, this he just bounds up in the air, and he's running right at me. I had to step out of the way of this box. Swear to God. Step out of the way. Let him get by me. I shoot two more times. I hear him pile up. So I go up there, and I'm like, yeah, it's a beautiful buck. Well, I'm like, man, I'm quite a ways up in here. I'm alone. Mm-hmm. You know, I hadn't even talked to them guys that, that morning. So I pull out the radio, and I, I think I maybe hollered Derek or anyone. Then it gets to the point where it's like an SOS. Anybody hear me, you know? <laughs> and I'm getting nothing. So um, we have no cell service up there, but I was high enough on this mountain that, you know, where you get that, like, one bar on your phone yeah. that maybe it would send? Yep. So I, I text my son, Nate, big buck down. I gave a description of that he would know, and I said, I'm going to start dragging. So uh, I start dragging. <laughs> I'm going down. And I get to a point where I have to make a decision, cross the valley or go down this old skid road, but it's, it, you know, it's thick. I decided to cross the valley. I get him across the creek, up onto this real nice skid road at that point. At that point, I'm spent, you know, I was mm-hmm. pretty spent. And I just sat there on a log. I'm looking at the buck and taking pictures. I look up that skid road, and here comes my son, Nate, with a deer cart. So I'd never been so happy to see him. <laughs> um, we throw it on the cart. At that point, it's easy, you know. You yeah. blow him out on the cart, right? Yeah, that cart you guys have is sweet. Uh, so uh, sure. we get down to tent camp, and uh, we weren't there. It was my birthday. Um Back then, the tradition used to be um, my daughter, wife, and whoever would be, uh, they would bring up pizza or something, yeah. you know. We weren't there 20 minutes, and in come Woody and Bulk and all those guys, and they got Woody's buck on there. So there, there's pictures. Eric's got them on his YouTube channel of uh, all them bucks hanging up there. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's pretty typical, actually, around my birthday just because of, yeah, it does. I, I've, I think up there I've killed three or four on my birthday. But it's not just me. It, it's the timing. You know, it's typical for anyone. You know, it's happened a couple times. You know, where I think Woody has killed two within a few days of my birthday, and and Eric too. I think 
one more thing I forgot about our buck. Me and Eric and I were uh, dying from thirst coming out. Like, I mean, terrible cramping up. Eric carried the buck a lot. You know, when we're in the swamps, he's oh, yeah. got it on his shoulder. So Was that your it. buck? Yeah. Okay. Bob ended up going ahead to make sure my brother knew exactly where we were to get him. And uh, so we finally hit this little, um, this little crick. And we get, you know, half a sandwich bag of water in this. And here comes my brother with a 30-pack on the cart. And we're like, well, perfect, you know. So. It seems like every video you guys have that somebody is coming with a 30-pack yeah. at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's – did you even get – did I bring a – I didn't bring a 30-pack 730 this morning this year, did I? You didn't even ask for one, did you? That's unusual for you. Huh. But, yeah, most of them, if they're killed after 830 – <laughs> yeah. I like it when we kill them about one, two o'clock. Yeah, you know? that is that is the the prime time for between it, for ten sure. and two. Yeah, yeah. Two. usually between ten o'clock and two, we kill. That's when we kill them bucks. Yeah, know? very yeah. seldom, but a lot of times we're not. We're usually out of the woods by three most days anyway. Yep. Usually you're pretty much spent. You pick up a buck's track at two thirty in the afternoon. Usually he's going the wrong way, and it's you're not you're not catching up with mm-hmm. him. You're yep. you're you're pretty much tired out. Yeah. But my key always in my life was don't ever quit. Everybody always asked me, how do you kill them big bucks? It's like, you don't quit. You don't, That's a good point. you don't, well. you don't, you walk up to, it only takes another hundred yards. Like that big buck he was on this year, he tracked him for two days straight and he comes out to me and he goes, oh, hell with him. I go, no. I go, it's a half an hour before dark. Get your ass up in there and shoot him. Yeah. Lo and behold, he went up there and sh- he shot at him, but he <laughs> missed him. <laughs> Which he goes. Yeah. Huh. I got another question for yep. you here. This is a question more for Eric here. So mm-hmm. we kind of talked about this earlier. Any advice on the proper way to turn a deer into a backpack to get it out of the woods? <laughs> That's from Mike Scarpa in Massachusetts. No, Mike. <laughs> I don't like the I don't like the backpack style. Okay. So I f- I feel like it it pulls you more backwards i guess off balance um i prefer to put them on my shoulders everyone is always commenting you know put put them in the backpack style well i got great big shoulders so i put the deer on my shoulders and it's much easier to carry a deer out than it is to drag it you know friction wise and i mean i've carried 150 pound deer, 125 pound deer. I've carried 201 pound deer. But you got to be 245 pounds solid. Solid. Rock, I was just say, he, yeah. He's not a small deer. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, it's definitely easier carrying them. Um, it could be a chore to get them on your shoulders or back. If you're alone, I guess, and it's a big deer. Do you mm-hmm. think I hunt with him just because I like him? <laughs> See, you got you to assist him to it right yeah. there. Yeah. Yep. No. <laughs> so throw him over the shoulders. That's the best yep. way for you. I, I, if you got yeah, the shoulders for I it. Like it. Yeah, yeah. I like it that way. It was what, Jim Massette that kind of did yeah. the Adirondack backpack, yep. tie the legs together right. type of thing. And so that's – and what happened was I had always dragged my deer out, right? Mm-hmm. So I killed a buck like four miles from my dad's camp one day, bare ground, um, hot. It was like 50, 55 degrees started dragging it well my legs started cramping up real bad and i thought got thinking about jim massett carrying these bucks out and jim massett's a tough tough guy right and i'm i'm like a lot bigger than jim massett i go if he can carry these bucks out i can carry these bucks out so i flopped around with this buck trying to figure (laughs) out how to get him on my back for like five ten minutes but once i got him up there 
it was like I took off them for three quarters of a mile, and it was it was a breeze. So yeah. that's when it all started. The first time I ever carried a bunk, this way before I knew Eric, was the last time. <laughs> first time I, last time I, I i dragged him up onto an old stump rock or whatever and i got underneath him and it took me like i've been in a wrestling match for 25 minutes <laughs> and once i got him up there i said i am not putting this buck down i carried that thing for what two and a half three miles Never put them down. Never put them down. And I'd, I'd lean up against an old blowdown or something, and I'd lean up against it, take some weight <laughs> off my back. Let me tell you what. I couldn't barely walk for three days. <laughs> it's like, no way. Screwed up the back pretty good. The, the average guy can't do it. Yep. I'm telling you. Yep. So you got to be in shape. and, and yeah. you got to be at least booty size. <laughs> okay. I got the you. the got only you. problem I ever had was with putting a buck on my back is one time, <laughs> the last day of season, Big Gear shot this humongous nine pointer, and I launched this buck up to put him <laughs> on my shoulders, and my head went inside his cavity. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were inside camp. I mean, maybe we shouldn't even tell that start part, but yeah. So you don't want that to happen because he'll make you fall down. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good way to. So if you're saying if you're going to carry one out, do it right off the bat. That first first yeah, energy you got, what, and then. And then Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Just leave it on there, and then get a one-wheeled cart. Yeah. You, you, you guys all done. have the cart now. How, mm -hmm. Who was the first guy to bring the cart to the <clears throat> whole group? Because that's pretty slick. Well, we, so we Keith, borrowed one. Yeah. Yeah. Keith had a. It was a bear cart. That was a two-wheel cart. Right. right. But it worked really nice. You know, it it did. And then. Uh, Except Burdick. for going through the the woods. I right. Mean, had going through the woods sort it was of a trail, tough. You know. And um. Our buddy that, that hunts with us also, um, Burdick, he had a one-wheel cart. And he, and he says, Chris, you know, you guys take this and keep it at camp, and you'll use it a lot more than I will. They're slick. So, and, uh, they actually, yeah. I just put yeah. a picture up today. I think it was probably one yep. of the first times we used that cart. And I come out, and I told Eric that night, I go, wait till you try this cart. This thing it's is like it's un right That cart is it's unbelievable. It's He'll be whoever's on it. It's like, are you doing all the work, or because yeah. it's like it's, you're not doing nothing. One it's guy like, can just really. It I think the first time pull a buck out. Like we all got to use it. it. I know Eric did because he was it was Lanky's buck a couple of years ago, and and we took it right into this beaver fly. And you know what beaver flies are like? Yeah, there's grass, but yeah, there's brush and wet, and then just Water. getting to that, not yep. to speak of. And we threw this thing on there, and it was like a dream. Mm -hmm. You can't walk fast enough. Yeah, you no, can't walk. Exactly. There's no other way to describe right it. Yep. It's yeah. unbelievable. You know, I've seen a lot of, um, I think in Maine, they, they use a lot of the jet sleds and, yeah. and things of yeah, that yeah. nature, and, and they look like they work good. Mm -hmm. I don't think nothing compares to these. No, no, no. You know, I really don't. It's it's, it's not, no ambition at all. It's yeah. just yeah. like yeah. these guys can have a buck, and it's hard for me to even keep up the pace with yeah. them, you know. It's yeah. yeah. You're not even really trying. You're just balancing it, mm -hmm. and it you just go. Just keeping it moving. Just go. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's amazing. Awesome. So we're, we're going to probably hopefully have Kyle make another one or two yeah. they have around here. Nice. Bob's son is good welder and stuff. And good. Have him fabricate a few more. 
All right, next question. This one's more for you, Bob, or I guess anybody, but it's, it's back to the hat question. There's a lot of, lot of questions on the hat. So <laughs> Ian McKendry says, where can we get a hat like that, and does it make me a better hunter when I put it on? <laughs> I, got, I got an old one he might be able to have. <laughs> Throw that on eBay. That's yeah, worth some money now. Well, I bought – me and Woody bought ours at Runnings. What's it called? It's a Dakota. Right. The one the, – the one I don't even know. I just ordered that one this year and I got it. It took a while, but we always try to get the ones with the wire brim in them. You know, cause they're shapeable and it's just they hold up better instead of them flopping down. You know, but you can get them all over online. Yeah, but I, nah, like not the, real easy. The not the wire that brim. We have has the wire brim. It's fairly inexpensive. So that's yeah. the wire brim. So what is it? The crusher hats that a lot of guys wear that aren't right. that are the they're oh, just like a felt style. Here. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, those things are pretty rugged. Then. Yeah, see, they got the the. So, can, so it keeps it up and it's not sagging down on you. Yeah, you can shape so you them can, however shape you want. Depending on what pack you might be wearing, you can adjust it. Or nice. Oh yeah, that's a good oh, point. Yeah. Oh yeah, you, you got to get, get your head here's, on him. Yeah. Here's that's here's what I do right there. When I when I get into like a lot of times these these hats will be down like this, so you're kind of you try to tip them back. So when I get on the bucks track and I know I'm close. That's game time right there. <laughs> That's game time. You know, it's 100%. Rip the brim know. right back. Yep. Yep. Well, there you go. Show yeah. them what you do when it's kill time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fix that. Yeah. No, I think I actually ordered mine off Cabela's. Yeah. Identical to Eric's pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. All right, so this next question, this might be a question more for you three. So if you want to hand that off real quick, we'll do a quick switch. This is about the, the high six here. I hope they're not asking why I wasn't there to shoot him. This is this, <laughs> this is a, this is a more after the fact type yeah. of question, but uh, so the question, which I think I mentioned to you guys earlier, said roughly how many lattes were killed the same day the big six was oh, taken? Well, when you say lattes, bush lattes, yes. Well, you got to tell the whole Guess story. Rough, I don't think there is a rough guesstimate. Uh, yeah, why don't you start I'm at the beginning sure. of the story? So you you and Woody were yep. together. So why don't we start at the beginning of the story, then we'll get to the how many lattes were killed when Hunter Bob showed up in there. So Woody and I were walking an old uh, log road there. Uh, we were actually on the impression Bob was going to a different spot that day. but Tip, that's, <laughs> that's typical. That's what they say when they take off and say, hell with Bob. You're a game-time <laughs> decision type that's, of guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we walk in, and we're just literally walking shoulder to shoulder, trucking in through there. And uh, the, the end of this road is a landing. So walked through there 20, 30 times in my life, never seen a deer there. So we break out to your, just about to the to the cl the landing, and I kind of scan the whole thing, and it's like I'm right at the end of my scan, and this buck whips its head around and looks at me, and so all I said was Woody, and I just pulled my gun up and I shot right, and so I think I jumped back as you said Woody. Woody yeah, he did. He, he, Woody, I'm like, yeah. Woody, you didn't jump back. You know damn well he pushed you out of the way. <laughs> so. So Woody, yeah, Woody takes a jump back while we start cranking on this buck. So turns out he he was unable to run to our benefit, and uh, so we You're pretty we hit sure him. you hit him on the first shot. Yeah, I hit him the first shot, guaranteed. He couldn't run, and then he kind of turned, and we may have disabled his other rear leg. Uh, we're sh shooting through the brush, right? It was it was nine foot tall brush, so you're just sending yeah. lead. So it's a cut, just a bunch yes. of whips and shit. Yeah, yep. it, you know, grown up. So yep. he then he falls down. So he disappeared for like <laughs> maybe three seconds. Well, then he pushes himself back up, and it's like bang, 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 bang you know. <laughs> so we end up killing the deer. So Bob calls us on the radio, and he's walking up the road. 
So I didn't know if it was them guys or not. I it's like between two mountains. I go maybe, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> right. like Fourth of July going on. <laughs> yeah, So he gets up there. Anyways, we take some pictures, do some videos. Chris ends up coming up with the cart for us. We take the deer out and. Uh, we get to, I don't know if I had my truck or SEAL Team 6, a Jeep there or whatever. But now it's 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so it's 8, eight in, the in the morning. So we're like, well. And it's the first d- good day of hunting we've had all year. It was it the literally. The first day we had. Yeah, it rained. Didn't have any rain all it, season. It had been 60 degrees and sunny the week before that. So we're going to have a beer. And and I'm all right with that. But I'm, I'm not a guy that's going to drink beer and then go hunting. I, I, I just won't do it. So it's like beer two comes along. And I told these guys, I said, hey, I go. This is the deal. I go, we're either going to drink beer or we're going to hunt deer. And so I'm kind of standing. Says, we're going to drink beer. I'm standing there in <laughs> silence and like four beers crack simultaneously. I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm all right with that, you know. So we ended up. There's a lot of history, though, with that buck, Eric. I mean, the, you killed a legend, really, in a sense. He's, yeah. he's a good buck. You know, were... But so we drink. Well, we had lunch. We had, yeah, we made some hot dogs or something. No. But so one of the guys, maybe Nate or somebody, drove us down to weigh this buck in at the bar. So we had a bunch of beer there. And on the way there, one of our buddies calls us up and says, "Hey," he says, "I just killed a nice eight pointer." It's like son of a oh, bitch, man. <laughs> oh god. So we weigh in the buck, drink a bunch more beer, drink. <laughs> when we get back to camp, now we're gonna. We drink all the way in to get his buck out of camp or out of the woods. So, on our way back, my son says, "Hey, I just shot like a four hundred pound, four hundred fifty pound bear." It's like, well, <laughs> we got to yeah, go get a buck he's out. He's staying in the woods. So yeah, <laughs> I said we'll come get him out in the morning. You know, yeah. so you got two bucks down and then a bear at this point, yeah. and it's what ten a.m. <laughs> no, 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 no this, now by that later, time later, it was later. Yeah, okay. all right, yeah. all right. So if I had to answer that question. Yeah, get right to the question <laughs> on that one, right to the roots. I'm going to say a couple hundred, yeah. maybe. Easy. So a couple hundred. Two to three. Lattes. Conservatively. Yeah, but there's there's, there's there might have, A couple twisted teas, too, yeah. maybe. There's Someone did drink. There was a one bottle of water. How many <laughs> one bottle of water. Hey, hydration's important right there. Yeah. Hey, what I got to say is my buddy Woody here, he makes this cider <laughs> that, that we call Woodrose. He'd probably sell it for $20 a bottle. <laughs> if you drink about five shots of that, you're not driving your pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> you won't even remember hunting. <laughs> yep. I don't even know if we're going to allow it at camp. No. <laughs> oh, no, it's that yeah, potent. No. It's, oh, it's terrible. Really Man. But so it's, it, it tastes like just like water. But yeah, it's no, it goes down good. It's great tasting, but you definitely don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> that's funny. All right, so next question. So you two three hundred on the on the high six right there, mm-hmm. and that's a is that a conservative number? Is that that's yeah. right it's on? Gotta there. Be close. I'm not sure. And you guys got a bunch of guys at camp, obviously. Yeah, that, yeah. There's like that's there's a heck of at least though. six of us. Two bucks down, a bear. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we're drinking a thirty pack of peaks. No, no. no, I got you, got you. Yeah, twenty five. All right, so next question. <laughs> so this is for everybody. So. Uh, this is from Steve Champa from New Hampshire. I don't know if you guys know him or not. Uh, with the woods being so ancient in the Adirondacks and old, what type of habitat do you find most of the deer in habit? Yep, sorry. Well, depends on the year. Yeah. Every other year. I, I think that that question there goes, it's probably based on what everyone thinks of the Adirondacks, but a, a lot of the area we hunt is um, it's logged. It's, it's easement land. Not all of it, by no means. No, but. not all. 
not a lot of it. I mean, but a fair amount of it. It's been logged. Twenty six thousand acres been logged forever. Yeah, but that's basically where you are. But where we we haunt mainly is if there's not beech nuts, it's ferns that are underneath. Yeah, there's no food uh, down down below. Uh, off off of a maple tree, they 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 tend to eat ferns from underneath a maple soft maple tree. If they don't have mushrooms, they tend to eat hemlock. If there's, I mean, our deer got the browse and yeah. hemlocks in the wintertime. Witch hobble. Witch hobble, a lot of witch right. hobble. We don't have a ton of witch hobble where we're hunting, but beech nuts is the main thing. If But that's if every other year. Every typically. couple of years. It's just coming back to every <clears throat> other year. We went. 10 years without a beech nut ground. I think it was seven. Yeah. It was 10 years ago. I feel like, Bob, like years ago, it seemed like we had more beech nut years 30 years ago than we do now. Well, yeah, because they got that bug or yeah. infected or beech, something. And beech bark disease, and now they yeah. just discovered beech leaf disease in the Adirondacks. So, But yeah. last year there was there was nothing. There was no mushrooms. There was which that's probably why all our deer were in this well grass around beaver meadows they were eating grass mm-hmm. and other than that i don't know what the hell they were eating there wasn't much high last year up above no you know on the mountains yeah. you went above halfway you weren't finding a whole lot mm-hmm. and everything was pretty low i heard that all across the yep. whole northeast it seemed to be but yeah that i don't know sometimes the adirondacks i mean yeah they say it's six million acres and all that but you got to realize that more than half of that's private land, timber company land. It does get caught. It's not. It's not this virgin forest that everyone wants to make it out. Right. If you don't really know, you read about it. You're just under the assumption that it's, and it's not like that. But the, but the thing not. is about when you're hunting on big woods like that, for doing it for so long, these bucks. Yeah, there is millions of acres, and say we hunt whatever, a hundred, two hundred square miles. Them bucks only use. Yeah, a third of the property. Yeah. I mean, you can go through a piece of woods, you'll go a mile, and yeah, you'll catch a straggler track through there. But they just don't use that piece of property, and they use this piece. You know, that's one problem I'm having up where I've been hunting, Woody and I. It's like there's so many, there's so many spruce thickets and stuff like that. So it's they're definitely in pockets, mm-hmm. and you you can't neck them down. We've we've been hunting up there for what two three years and we haven't killed a buck up there yet but we got pictures of huge bucks but we're just we can't narrow them down you know but that's because they're down my way yeah. <laughs> 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 all right another question here so this is from steve champ as well he's in new hampshire guy like i said before big buck killer there um he says besides uh by truck is there a better method to finding a buck track in the 80ks with limited access your feet oh yeah <laughs> lace your boots way. tight yeah. And there, let her go. That's the only way. Yep. There, there is no finding. There's no finding a buck's track no. in a vehicle. Yeah, there's only one way, and that's by foot. Yep. I, I don't know if I've ever, <clears throat> ever in my life, cut a buck's track out of a vehicle. You guys? No. I don't no. think so. No, no, I got never ever one. No. Yeah, Woody got <laughs> one. <I laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, you really one. can't even yeah. count that because it's such a fluke thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just to say it happens, it just doesn't happen. No. I mean, yeah. You're, we drive 40 minutes up just kind of get up kind of in the area we hunt, whether it's at tent camp or a little below it. There's I mean, plenty we, of days. We don't go slow up. I don't go slow up that road. No, I don't care. Never. I don't even look for them. I just 
I'd be lining it up there. Yep. The chances of wasting your time finding a buck track crossing that road is so slim. Mm-hmm. You just want to get up there and right. you know, get, get a mile in or two miles in. A, a, whatever kind of hiking trail or snowmobile yeah. trail they have anywhere in the Adirondacks and just yep. Or just right. beat feet, just yep. get but moving. Go my ahead. advice to anybody that's going to do it is if you do cut a buck's track and he's a mediocre buck's track, you better take the buck's track. That's right. Because you're not, you don't leave a buck's track unless you cut another one on the way. You don't leave a buck's track to find a buck's track because you're there not going to, you're not going <laughs> to find another buck's yep. track. You know, I mean, once in a while you do, you'll be on a buck's track. It's like, whoa, look at that one. But, very seldom mm-hmm. you know i think like hunter bob was just saying you know the, the bucks use a certain percentage of real estate in the x amount of acres you're hunting and i think that goes with anywhere but like the general you know 20 square miles or however much the area that we spend 80 percent of the time in between bob's knowledge obviously he's hunted there longer than any of us and uh everybody else's knowledge through the years we kind of know where that is, you know, so we, we, we can kind of rush into them areas quick when it's the time is right. We don't waste time in areas that they're not. We, just, Chris sets a lot of cameras out and gets a lot of good pictures. And Nate too. Right. And, Nate. and we'll, we'll set cameras out. Like I set cameras out the first, well, it was between muzzleloader and open a weekend. I never even went back to the spot once. Yeah. And I, I there was scrapes everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. was like, and same with Eric. I mean, he puts cameras out. We never even go check them. Yeah, We're always I, just I hunting a six, different spot. Six cameras out this year. I never checked a single one. I checked one. Yep. So where Nate and I probably had over 20 out. And I mean, I think I still have six or seven that I haven't been back to. But the neat thing about cameras, and I always told my son this, is, it keeps you in the woods, you know. You, you don't hunt off the cameras, you, you know. It, it keeps you out there. You're seeing these whatever bucks they are. It happens to be on camera. But I think the probably the neatest part that I've learned over the years is, you know, we're all good friends, and, you know, we all go back to tent camp at night and have some drinks, share some intel, and I'll be like, you know, geez, look at this buck. And, and the all more sudden, beers he drinks, the more pictures he shows. Well, <laughs> so you, you, you hold one out from Hunter Bob. <laughs> But I, what I'm trying to get at here is, I think like I showed you the one a while ago, and it, that is a slammer buck. It's a hundred some inch buck. It's it's big. And I was showing Eric, and Eric goes, "He's seen that one um, sticker yeah, point." Split goes, G two there. Split G two, and he goes, "I think I have that buck a couple of years ago on camera." And I, it was like a day or two later, he pulls it up and shows me. I go, "That's definitely the same mm-hmm. buck." You know, I mean, he's grown. He was big when Eric had him, and he's real big now. Yeah. But there's no but rhyme or reason. There's no rhyme buck. or reason. There's like, this no. is miles. So probably when Eric got that buck on camera a couple of years ago, so they're, like, right. pounding through that area trying to cut his track or maybe still hunt him or whatever the case may be. We had him regularly where me and my son were hunting this year. But our but our bucks won't – they won't be on the – Maybe if there's hot dough, they'll be there the next day. But, like, I see in Maine, we only hunt there a little bit, and it's like you go back to the same mountain, and it seems like that buck is on that mountain. Our bucks are 10 miles away the next yeah, day, and the next day they're another 10 miles. And you hunt one day, there's it's barnyard. You go back to the next day, yeah. fresh snow. and dead. Yeah. You, yeah. 
nothing living there. I wouldn't say ever a barnyard. <laughs> <laughs> there might be four deer yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a barnyard. Just Woody, say, where's just the say. barnyard? Because yeah. I want to go there. Four deer. <laughs> yeah. And another thing, like a lot of times, like they, they were saying earlier, you know, when they come up in, they're lining trucks up in and over a four or five-mile area. And then, of course, me and Nate or whoever Scott maybe, we'll leave tent camp in the morning and we're hunting three more far miles farther north at the end of the day we could all end up mile apart right yeah how often that's happened frequently there's back what it's not so much in the last year or two i mean now our average day is probably 10 miles a day right i would say nine ten miles a day but it used to be when when i was younger (laughs) we used to put on 12 14 15 miles a day every day it's like, but yeah. Bob, what do you think changed a lot of that? Besides the fact that you know you get a few years on you, don't you think them the topos and stuff like that we use? And well, myself, I think that's helped tremendously. Yeah, for sure. But me hunting with these guys that are way younger, Woody's almost twenty years younger, Boke's fourteen years younger. These guys want to rock and roll. They want to go as far as we can, as fast as we can in a day. And I think a lot of times. I kill almost the majority of my bucks I kill by myself and because I'm not trying to keep up with these guys. You know, we're going to go there, we're going to go here. So I just, just kind of slow down and I do my own thing and I end up killing a buck, you know, where yeah. I think a lot of times we're, we're just trying to cover ground and trying to cut a buck's track and we're walking by our bucks, you know. You don't have to walk 14 miles a day. You can walk three miles a day. Yeah. Wasn't there a rule this year? Everything was killed within 300 yards? <laughs> this year? I, I don't even know. I mean, I don't know how many bucks. I, we killed probably, what, six, seven bucks, eight bucks between us all. And I don't think we dragged. Yeah, what, nothing. Bulk knows. Three, nothing. three miles, three maybe. Miles. Yeah. No, it was, it, was like, it was like just over two miles. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that, far. That one year we had like 21 miles. But the miles. chances of that, I mean – you couldn't count that as a rule because no, all the years, no. it's yeah, our, our record year that I think it was that year in was it sixteen when we killed that, all them bucks. It was we dragged deer for like twenty six miles that year. <laughs> that's a lot, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and that yeah. was I think Buck or um, Bob started it off that you killed a ten point. Yep. Yeah, the tenth of November. The tenth. Yeah. That's how old my I, Jeep got there. And I killed yeah. that yeah. big nine. Uh-huh. Then Eric killed a wide, real wide eight point. Yeah, yeah right that up one there. up there. Moaning. Mine was on the twenty. Woody shot one. Woody battles. battles. One. Yeah, yeah. And that's, Who else? Don't, no, that was Rick. It. Rick. Rick. <clears throat> yeah. Remember that? Yeah, we killed a lot of bucks. Yeah, in here. that was. They were all far away. Was that a beach nut year, Bob? Do you remember? I don't. Yes. Yes, it was. Yep. Was yep. wasn't it? Yep. Fairground. Yep. yep. And I hate beach nut years, but got lucky. Me too. Year. I, I don't like beach nuts at all. The bucks. Stay in the hardwoods. They bed in the hardwoods, and I'm a fast hunter. I, even when I get down to doing my, now I know it's time to kill, and it's like, I got to yeah, talk. I got to talk myself down, and I talk myself, and I know I'm going, I'm I'm creeping, but I have to tell myself, come on, Bob, you got to slow it down. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. Another question for you guys, if you're ready. Yeah. Well. Hand this one back off to you, Chris. So this is kind of an extension of what you talked about. So 
As far as cameras go, what are you kind of looking for in the Adirondacks to put cameras on? I know you guys were talking about beaver crossings and stuff like that and some strip cuts and stuff like that. And then from there, what do you go about doing for bare ground hunting tactics? Because it looks like you guys kill some bucks on bare ground. There's no denying Eric that. Does. So, so uh, here, let me hand this back off to Chris, and then you can guys get into that. And, Chris, it doesn't matter. Wherever he hangs a camera, there's a big bump. Yeah, I know. Well, you know what's what sucks for us is – well, I guess actually, I don't think it sucks, but we don't, we can't use the cell phone cameras, and I think that's kind of good in a way. I, uh, there, I'm there's actually glad, yeah, because I talked like John Wright. Was oh, they'd me. really be running me ragged if we had <laughs> cell phone cameras. <laughs> John Wright was telling me there, you know, up in New Hampshire, there's guys that are running 30, 40 of them, and I'm like, that takes. I'm a like, fun come on, it. you know what I mean? And so, I'm, I'm glad. Like, I mean, I'd love. I have one, and it worked for one year, and then I buried it. So now. I, you know, it's like, what do you, what do you do? I mean, that one, the one camera that you did have out though. Remember, you got a picture like at four in the morning, a bit nice big ten yeah, pointer. Yep. He actually went in there and saw the buck. Yeah. You know, but. Yeah. But now I put all my cameras on scrapes. But like I said, I, I'll put my cameras out. Like this year, I never checked a single one. So, but, but Chris and Nate are like. But he'll make mock scrapes too. Yeah. It's like I'll, he'll make I'll a make mock scrape, scrape right next to the scrape that's there, or. 20 feet from it, kick it all out, and the buck goes to that scrape. It's yeah. like, are you kidding me? I don't really know what I'm doing, but it doesn't matter because I don't <laughs> check my cameras anyways. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. But, but Chris and Nate, they run a lot of cameras, and they're good at it, and we kind of rely on him. <laughs> yeah, it's not totally true, but. But the thing yeah, is, so how many out of all the years, all these bucks you've had on camera, if we've killed – we killed drop beam. We killed that buck, that nine pointer you killed. We actually maple buck. We've killed more than you think because yeah. I've looked through. Like I just found out the other night that I had that eight pointer, the two hundred one pound eight pointer on camera, but I didn't even realize it. But I had him the year right, before. Years, right. Yeah. Didn't I have that on my camera too? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah same it never year. seems like your target bucks that you are after you kill. It's you know? less than fifty fifty. Oh, I way less. Way than less. That. Yeah. I mean, I've killed a few that we had on cameras, but I think it, it's definitely less than 50-50. Yeah. And it's, I think I just told you, it's to keep you out there. You know, you know it's, you're hunting the Adirondacks. Yeah. But you didn't, you, didn't answer, you didn't answer the question, what, where do you set them up and why? Simple. Scrapes. For me, simple. Scrapes. You're, yeah. And I'm not talking stumbling upon a scrape. For me, it's over 20 years of hunting that area that's great there's a scrape there always every year yep. that camera's staying there that's but then you got them areas that bob you know or we all do that this buck goes through here bucks all bucks go through here yeah so you know once you know trail cams or that one scrape that we were set up where nate and i had the cameras close together yeah they were uh there was five six seven but that was the year you shot that muzzleloader buck yeah. It was five, six, seven bucks working that scrape the whole summer. Yeah. The whole yeah. summer. It was tore up just like it was November 1st the whole summer. Yeah. They, they do hit them. Yeah, they do. Throughout yeah. the summer. Yeah. Everyone thinks, yep. it, you know, they're. But the I scrape's got to be in the right spot. It right. can't be just not one of those. It's not just a random scrape. It's right. It's a big one. It's one of them scrapes that's there every year. You, th yeah. you have cameras. Like a lot of times we leave them. They're on there all year. You guys sound like Usually. us though. It's like more of a, it's more of a sport and a hobby to do the game cameras. Yeah. And I love to get like really good quality pictures yeah. too. Of yeah. Us. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. kind of just yeah. it's like Christmas going right. to check yep. the cameras. My game room's got 
a lot of sh- pitchers like this, but a lot of pitchers the same exact pitchers yep. because we hunt together. You oh know? yeah, yeah. I got more pitchers on a wall of Eric and his bucks, and I got that's in my awesome. bucks. Yep. Well, that's <laughs> you know what makes you guys so endearing is that you're good. You're just a good group of guys that are. Um, you're down to earth. You, you don't mind having a few beers. You don't mind sharing in each other's successes, and right. it's and actually relatable. You know, and actually we. Who said them dudes that were uh, look, checking out the video of me shooting at 11-pointer that time? And I went, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah. yeah. The hunting public, right? Yeah. yeah the yeah. hunting public. And it's like, and, and if you listen to the video, they go, did they uh, disclose any of their spots? And it's like, <laughs> all some dudes got to do is call us up and say, yeah. yeah. Hey, you guys, yeah. would you take us on? It's like, Absolutely. Yeah, we take yeah. you on. Yeah. Bring a 30-pack, we will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing. When it comes to, in my opinion, anyway, cameras, I talked, like, we know a lot of people, like, a lot of people are, how do you get so many bucks? Like, I very seldom get a doe on camera, very seldom. Yep. And that's, but that's you, Chris, for some reason. I mean, we don't get the pictures he's get, gets, you know what I mean? But you have a knack for it. It's not that I have a knack, it's, right. I, mean, I, I personally, I just think, it, so you see a, I'm not going to call it a deer trail because to see a deer trail in the Adirondacks is thin, but just an area where, like, you frequently see deer going through, that's probably not a great spot for a camera. Yep. It yep. just isn't. It's, it's a doe travel doe spot, funnel down, call it what you want. But then you get to them bucky spots, you know, that just feel right. You know what I'm talking oh, yeah. about. You oh, yeah. you can tell. there, yeah. and, and you put a camera there, and then it's like, bang. You say that to people, though. Like, a lot of people don't know that, but, like, I yeah. feel like they do. Like, no, like the three of us would be walking up through there, and like especially him, he, I'll, I'll say, you know, I just got to one of those spots where there's going to be a scrape here or there's going to be a rub. And yep. sure as heck, there's a scrape and a rub, <laughs> you know, or there's two or three That's scrapes. Right. There's, there's spots like you just walk through the woods and you go, yeah. oh, yeah. One of yeah. the best, yeah. this is for sure 100% true, some of the best pictures I ever got, Woody turned me onto this spot. <laughs> he did. Yeah. It was a it was a mountain that I. What was Woody lost? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's a mountain that that I hunt uh-huh. frequently, but it's it's this mountain's huge. Yep. So it, it was it was bare ground day. We all just like let's line hunt this mountain for the day and till dark, you know. Yep. Yeah. Just try to. Yeah, line hunt. Mm-hmm. So we were we were past we were halfway or past the halfway point of this mountain it's miles long and uh woody was above me if i remember right and he calls me on the radio he was chris you hear me and i I, yeah i hear you buddy he goes you got a camera in your back i go i got a couple he goes you got to come up here so i come up to this spot and this was the weirdest spot to this day i've never seen a spot like it on this mountain or any mountain that we hunt up there it's like it's not at the very top of the mountain it's like a little bit down below the top and not much and there's like this clearing of grass like someone came in there a hundred years ago and plucked every tree out of it and there's <laughs> nothing but grass there and I, I don't know why it's like that and all the way around this entire thing was scrape after scrape after it was just tore up yep so i'm like all right woody you know <laughs> you know the chances of woody blowing through there in the next couple of weeks were slim but he knew i would yep so i threw up a few cameras there and lo and behold actually i think the buck Eric got this year, that high rack, was one of the ones. But I got this buck I called the Big Nine. Yep. Um, Admiral. I don't know if you guys ever heard about Admiral, but Admiral, we've got a lot of history with yep. this, this yep. buck's 
He was huge. Well, it's just amazing, too. Like, for every buck that you think is out there, there's at least double that amount. Yeah. At least. Really? That's a good point. Totally. Yeah, and that's and how would you know that if you didn't have cameras in them buck spots yep. that, where <clears> the <throat> bucks just blow through? So you say a buck that's going to come from nine miles away. Well, he's he's going to go through them same spots that the bucks that live there go yep. through. Yep. Why? Yep. Who knows why? It's a buck spot. That's what that's where they travel through. You ever been on an airplane in the Adirondacks? Never. There's mountain after mountain after mountain after mountain. And every single one of those mountains has, the big mountains got two or three bucks on them. The small mountains got one or two. There's literally hundreds and hundreds of bucks. Mm -hmm. And that's where guys go, oh, they shot that big buck. <laughs> yeah, you might have <laughs> shot that big buck, but there's another big buck that's going to be moving there tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, there's no shortage of bucks. If you walked, if you walked through the woods in, you kill the amount of bucks that you do. There's hundreds of bucks. There's oh, yeah. not just there's not just five bucks up there wandering around. Yep. There might be three deer per square mile, but yep. out of the three, I think there's two bucks. In <laughs> <laughs> yep. in so, some areas, more. Yes. Right. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, for sure, more. Mm. Another. This is another thing, like. I don't consider myself a good tracker at all. I, I just don't. I, will I track a buck? Absolutely. Who wouldn't? But I don't consider myself a good tracker. Um, this is probably eight years ago, going back to the camera thing, Yep. Um, my buddy Rick come off this mountain. He had this great big buck. had been all over that mountain that day, and he says, you know, is it like a day-old track? So next morning, we're hiking up in, going to hunt this mountain, and uh, boom, here's this great big buck track, and it's fresh, like, damn smoking fresh yep and i look and i go man rick i said that thing's walking right right towards one of my cameras and i knew he was going to go through there because that's where bucks go yep yep so rick and actually my brother josh was with me that day and we, we had like 300 yards to go sure enough that buck walked right by that camera so i pull out the card and i throw it in my phone i look at it, it as a great big 10 point dark dark horns and this was like at 9, 9.15 in the morning or something, and that buck went through at like 7.45. So I looked at Rick and Josh, and I'm like, all right, who, you know, we got to draw straws. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know how it happened, but they were like, no, just take it. So this is why I say I don't consider myself a good tracker. Um, I took that buck, and I just started going, 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 going. <laughs> And the whole time, this buck ain't doing He's just going north. He's, he's yeah. not going up the mountain checking for a doe. He's not going in the green. He's just going, 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 and going. Now, mind you, he went by that camera at 745 in the morning. It's daylight. Yep, yep. He didn't change. Yep. So it gets to be 2 in the afternoon. I went a long ways. He north the whole time. And this is where Hunter Bob may have read that track a lot different than I would yep. because of his experience. Yep. I was just going to go, you know, I got to catch this buck. I wasn't catching that buck. You, know, there was, you weren't going to catch that buck. But I had that picture, you know. <laughs> I just oh, yeah. looked at him and I knew what he was. But a lot of that is just time of the year. You know? It was time of the year, too. But I think what I took away from that hunt that day was, you know, if you go for two, three miles and he is just trucking. Right. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying this deer was running, but yep. – 
You could tell his steps. He didn't stop and rub. He didn't stop and scrape. He didn't swing up to that dough track. He didn't do nothing. Yeah. Right. But he could have, though. He I mean, could have. At any point, he could have caught on to a dough, and once he finds his dough, he's yeah. – But you can t- – like when you're tracking them, a lot of times, they'll be just – they'll be doing their thing. They'll just – I was on one this year, and he was just walking. He was – I go, oh, here we go. This buck is a killable buck. And the next thing you know, mile into it, he picks up his pace. Next thing you know, he starts his buck trot, and he's running, and he's running, and he's running. Now there's does, and he's running around in circles, and it takes you an hour to figure him out. Yep. You might yeah. as well just say, hey, Bob, let's uh, go find another one. Mm-hmm. That's one of those, <clears throat> yep. you got to go do it, and yeah. you got to say, but who knows? You could walk over, know. you, you yeah. walk over the next knoll, and he could be standing there with his doe. You know, so you yeah. just... That's where persistence pays. You don't persistence pays off, and but it's a lot easier to do that when you're a young man. Now I'm 57 years old, and this guy, after six, seven, eight miles, you're wore right the hell out, and you still got to get out. Yeah. You know, so it's and, and like this year, like you know what we had for conditions. Yeah, they sucked. They sucked. Yeah. I think it was all over the Northeast, Maine, New Hampshire. I think it, it was, was everywhere. We had crunchy snow. What most of the time. Four years ago. I got on this great big buck track. I went 100 yards. He went up this mountain. Another kid got on his track. So I, I get on the radio. It's the first thing in the morning. I tell my son, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm kind of irritated by it. But yep. I said, you know what? I'm gonna just going to drop into this green. And I'm telling you, it was crunchy, solid crunch snow. And I caught another buck track. It wasn't as big as the first one. But I said, screw it. I'm going to take this buck. And I'll never forget. I, I think of Keith, our taxidermist, when it comes to this buck. And, and I always remember Keith telling this story about crunchy snow and, 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 and grunting when he's tracking the buck. For sure. So I pull out my grunt. And I'm telling you, it was solid crust. Yep. So I take two, three steps. Grunt. Pull on the grunt. Two, three steps. Right. This went on for maybe three quarters of a mile. You know, I'm just picking through, grunting and stuff. I get to this. It's really thick. There was a small blowdown to my left. And like man i i wasn't too far from where this main skid line came down through and i thought jesus i didn't see that buck track come out of there mm-hmm. and i thought he was in there maybe he crossed out since i came in i blew on that grunt one more time and that buck jumped up in front of me 15 yards out of that blowdown like i yeah. i'm telling you now could i have gotten that close to that buck if i wasn't grunting guaranteed uh, no, not because that crunch was so loud yep. that day oh yeah so like if there's anyone listening don't be afraid to try I mean, this year was a classic example of it sucked, like Bob said, yeah. with the crunch. Oh, yeah. I grunt constantly. It, you can, if you get on that crunch, and they'll, it might buy you that 20 yards or yep. 30 yards. For sure. Getting that much closer. And, and, again, I don't consider myself a great tracker by no means, but I feel that helped me in that, oh, yeah. that spot to, to drop that buck the first shot. Done. Look and bleating. The bleating, I think, seems grunting. I never used to bleat. Yep. Until Eric started, yeah, I, I bleated that deer, and I go, you bleated it. Oh, for sure. So now I, in the last three, four years, I've been bleating, and I shot that 10-point with you. I I grunted a couple times, and I bleated a couple, two or three times, and next thing I know, he turned right around, and he come back to me. And it's like. Tipper can? No, just. Just a regular bleat. <coughs> okay. Grunt call, and yep. I just adjusted the read <coughs> okay. on it quick. And yeah, those tipper mm-hmm. cans are nice. So just, there, but I, I think we should have Eric do this. Eric yes, does yes. the best bleat. With his mouth. Okay. It, it probably would sound like crap with the mic, with though. The but <laughs> he does. It might not. He's the best. Uh, 
That's pretty I mean, darn it good. It is good. It is. <laughs> it's amazing. You guys must have heard his wolf howl, right? <laughs> <laughs> the video we did. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's I'm you what, that thing it sounds. If you're up on a ridge and he wolf howls, you swear to God, it's a wolf. Hair stands up in the back <laughs> of your neck on that yeah. deal. Yeah. Fierce predator. And you're close to you know Canada's the next state up <laughs> or next uh, place oh, up. I so. hope now we never get any of those. We got few deer as it I is. Know, you know. I know. The, yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll do one more question. We'll kind of wrap it up. So if you want to give yours to Woody, I'm just going to kind of go down the line here. You want to give your headset to Woody? Yep. Um, sure. So one of the last questions we got is for a beginner that wants to hunt the Adirondacks, what's the biggest piece of advice you can give them? We'll go right down the line. We'll start with you, Chris. We'll go to Eric, Woody, and then Hunter Bob. Let me hand this off to you. So for a beginner, what's the best advice you can give them? Go hunt southern tier. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll just start. I got yeah. something. I mean, I can start too. I, I just say, you know, what we see for the most part, we, we normally say, you know, you see trucks here and there going down the road, and you say, man, there's hunt here, hunters here, you know, or, or somebody else might say, man, there's a bunch of hunters in here. But what we know is they're probably only a, a half mile, maybe a mile in the woods, and then I don't know if they get, you know, nervous of going too far in the woods or – or they don't see any signs, so they say, yeah, screw this, I'm out of here, you know. Just to keep pushing on further, you need to go further. I mean, that. Yep. you need to push past that yep. mile, two miles, three miles. That right. We call, it the three, we call it the three-mile mark. If very seldom, the three of us, very seldom do we kill a buck that's, well, this year we did. But most of the First time, ever, we call it three mile mark, yep. and that's we never kill our bucks till one o'clock in the afternoon usually, and it's always that three mile mark. So, it's, so if it's if they're nervous about going too far, get used to your compass right. and topographic map so you're you know comfortable going two, three, four, or five, whatever. And we, we pull up to new spots all the time and pull out of the truck yep. and away we go. You know, yeah, and you, we don't we don't, don't make, care where we go. Yep. Right. Don't, you don't have to be familiar with it at all. Just as long as you have the right equipment with you to make sure you can get out mm -hmm. of the woods you know but don't be afraid to go the extra mile is and like i said persistence persistence yeah. always pays off it's, it's hard to beat someone that never quits exactly yeah. Yeah. yep i think woody touched on something there you know with you know like a topo or, or the area if you're a beginner you know definitely study a topo mm -hmm. like for sure that should be before yep. even stepping the woods. Le learn how to use a compass. Learn how to learn use a compass. Learn how to shoot it as Look at the area bearing, that you have in mind. Pick out, pick out two or three yep. and study that 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 topo. Right. And, and, but yeah. it doesn't – I mean, even if you're not using an app or a GPS or something, there's always like a main highway. So you know I went into the east. And back in the day before there was GPSs and all that stuff, we used topo maps and – paper ones by the end of the day they were soaking ass wet and you ripped them they're all in pieces and but you knew that east was out you're not going you're going five miles you know at the most i mean us guys will go five miles and you know that that road is to the west so the west is out yeah you're you're gonna hit some swampy stuff you're gonna hit you might hit a lake you might hit something but you know west is out so just check your compass we very seldom <clears throat> i mean we all carry compasses we all carry jeep uh, maps and we always have our apps to get us out of the woods yeah know? i think like us anyway we 99 of the time we use that app yes it's, it's probably the most important tool that we use yes. besides our knowledge i mean 
of buck areas and yep. stuff that we already talked the, about. But the apps we the app on our phone and, is, and our and our radios to communicate a little bit the best you can right. is probably but key. You also got to understand that we all were hunting the big woods before the apps even existed. Yeah, right. you know what we, I mean. Yes, like we were. I, I, yeah. when I went to Paul Smith, I took surveying, and yeah. that was a real important class because it really taught me how to navigate. Yeah, navigate, and I was way more comfortable in the woods after that. You know, with because we didn't have right. a, a, a phone. I mean, I had a GPS, and actually, one of the days I was hunting and I shot a buck way in the woods. The GPS batteries card. died, and yeah. it didn't have a card, so I turned it on. <laughs> three and a half miles of the woods i had no <laughs> points i you know what i mean yeah. but i knew how to read a map and i had yeah. a good a good yeah. silver compass yeah so. basic knowledge but um always have a map if you're yeah. gonna go in them woods just know compass. what you're hunting this yep. you don't rely on it i mean it can go out tomorrow it could go out you know so you're back in the woods five six miles if you don't have a map and a compass and know how to use it uh yep. you're probably not gonna fare too well especially yep. i I got a story years ago. I was after this big buck. It was, oh, I don't know, probably four miles from the road. And so the night before, I knew I had to go in four miles, come out four miles. And so I stripped down my pack down to nothing. And I have a survival pack in my pack. And and that was the first year that my ex-wife bought me a GPS. I said, oh, these things are pretty cool, you know. So I I punched in, like, whatever, number 55 was my pickup truck. So as I got going, I found a migratory run. That, that was, was when there was no maps on the GPS. It was right. just numbers. It was, it was just numbers. Yeah. So so as I walked down through there, I found a migratory run. It had three points that come together. And I go, whoa, what a spot this is. So Saved I, it. So I, <laughs> so I saved it, and it was 56. So now I'm I'm coming along, and now it's – 2.30 afternoon, it was, you know, I probably had whatever, 12, 14 miles on back then, and every log I stepped over, my legs were cramping up. Well, I come across what I thought was the outlet of this lake, and it wasn't, and I go, oh, boy. So I'm looking at the map, and now I'm getting nervous because it's 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It's it's getting dark, and it's now the temperature's dropping like a rock i had hardly any clothes on and i go you're you're okay i said just you got matches you got lighter and i started digging through my pack i was going to spend a night i put all my safety stuff because i was emptying my pack out i left it home well now um no matches my legs are cramping up um who knows five miles back in the woods and I said, it's, I, got, I got this stupid brand-new GPS, and I'm punching in 56 instead of 55 where my pickup is. So it's telling me to go that way, the <laughs> GPS is. Well, it wasn't the GPS fault. It was yeah. your fault. My fault. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, this is, the GPS is telling me 56 is that way, and I'm looking at my map and compass. Now I'm, now I'm nervous as hell, and it's like, all right, just settle down. You'll be okay, and get yourself out of here. GPS, no, they're brand new. Hell with these GPSs, map and compass. Let's go. So I start shooting down through there. Now I'm now it's dark, dark, and it's like, well, all these cricks are gonna go to the river. I said. So now I'm starting to run down through the, down through the woods, and it's like, keep your head, Bob. Just keep your head. 
And that's another thing. If you do think you're lost, don't be tearing through the woods. Just sit down, start a fire. You'll, you'll, you'll figure it out when it's light out. So I, I tell myself, well, don't follow the cricks. And I know what the cricks are. They're nothing but a tangled mess, balsam, spruce. And I go, don't do that. I go, just believe that map and compass. Believe you've done it your whole life. Don't get nervous. Just believe the map and compass. And I just went and went and went. And what I was doing is I was paralleling the trail that I was, the trail was only over there 400 yards. But I come onto this ridge and I've been there one time ever in my life. And the, the guy tells me, tells me his old buddy used to sit there and I looked at that spot and I, I came in from the other and I go this is that spot and I just turned and I went up the ridge and I hit the trail and I was like oh thank, thank you God. Lord yeah. thank you Lord <laughs> it would have been a cold miserable yeah. night you know yep so I think navigation is key it is but what I tell everybody my thing is is to learn have the ability to shoot and use your ability yeah like you're never going to have, you may, but chances are you're not going to have a broadside shot at a standing deer, especially in the Adirondacks, especially if you're tracking. Mm. So learn how to shoot, shoot a lot, and be able to hit. And when you do get that opportunity to shoot at one, you want to yeah. make it good. Yep, yeah. make, better it work. make it good. Yeah, for sure. That's yep. a good point. Very sure. seldom get a couple times right. a year that yeah. you're going to. Yeah. I think we all, like, I'm going to draw back to like eric when he did his intro i think we all cut our teeth the same way you know hunting yep. the foothills of the adirondacks first for the most part a bb gun when you know you whatever you, whether it's squirrel yep. hunting or but that's kind of how yep. we all started you know and then we all like eric's case he you know his dad had a camp in the adirondacks and in my case my grandfather had a camp in the adirondacks and so we all had that connection to it there's a lot of days believe me that i wish my crack addiction would go away. <laughs> There's a lot of days we Adirond would do, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> it's Adirondack crack. Yeah. It's no, like, it's, why? Why do I have to do this every day, day in and day out? Yeah. It's it's funny. I mean, Bob's one of the best friends anyone's going to ever have, and he's the most driven guy you're ever going to be with. No, my sure. But I'm going to tell you right now, he is the most driven miserable yeah. guy when he doesn't God get a buck if you don't shoot it's, a buck it's like well, you, you don't even want to be ago. in the same county with two them. years ago i spent every single day in the woods from muzzleloader season till the end of season every single day in the woods i saw one little three-point buck most years i'll see 15 bucks 10 10 15 bucks one three-pointer in 40 days of hunting i mean it's like going to work for a month and not getting a paycheck oh yeah you know it's yeah. it gets aggravating as hell my ex-wife always asks asks me. She goes, "Why can't she just be a fisherman?" <laughs> <laughs> she got you there. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and he probably should have been. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good point. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. for sure. I want to go back to the what your comment about shooting because mm -hmm. I see in like YouTube comments, as more and more Northeast content comes out and and uh, stuff like that, and podcasts and all that stuff. A lot of guys that listen in and from like out of state and stuff don't understand about shooting when it comes to you know hunting the big woods like everybody thinks you know that listens that's from out of state or whatever uh that it's going to be the perfect broadside shot and what we do you know in the big woods is you got to shoot and you know yeah. if you get a just get a crack and when you get one bleeding on blood or on snow you're going to get that deer and mm -hmm. a lot of people don't understand that so he sorry. he had he, 
Exactly. Yeah. He had that comment. That. I, I shot that um, big 10 pointer there a few years back and I caught him in his bed. I shot him in his bed. He jumped out of his bed. I cracked him again before he got out of his bed. Good thing. Cause I just got him across the front, the first shot. Mm-hmm. And then I hit him a little bit back as he was leaping out of the bed and I got blood on the snow. And then I just see like little flicks of them. And I, I pulled the trigger again. You know, if you're seeing flicks of that deer, you better be pulling the trigger. You're shooting. Absolutely. And, I mean, it was thick just like this. It, you, I couldn't say, oh, oh, there's a nice vital shot. I'm, I'm pulling the trigger. It doesn't matter. And I ended up shooting seven times at him. And I hit him five out of seven. And then people get on his page there and say, well, you walk right up on a deer. Why don't you finish him off? And it's like. It's within seconds. The deer's dead. He's, yeah. He was not going nowhere. He was gasping, and he was he, – that's his nerves kicking. He was – by any means, I would have shot him again if I thought yeah. I needed to shoot him. Absolutely. But, Bob, you know what it is, though, is I think that most of these people that are commenting about that, that are living in their mom's basements, that <laughs> they, they've never shot a deer – at 30 yards, right? We we shoot a deer, we can get to it in 10 <coughs> seconds. Right. These guys shoot a deer oftentimes from a tree stand and it's oftentimes a marginal shot and they let it lay for 2 hours before they go look at it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So their justification is they they let the deer lay there for 2 hours to die before they get to it. The all right. out of sight out of mind. Thing. Right? Yep. So how how any other person can shoot an animal more ethically than I can is a bunch of crap because it ain't happening yep. all right that, that's the bottom line so i don't uh, you know. i do i do have a good just to finish this whole deal out <laughs> back, back years ago i uh i was in alaska and i come home and i check my trail cameras and i'm not the guy that checks your trail i usually get a crotch horn or something on my trail cameras you know back years ago and so i checked this trail camera and it's i think it bow season i think it was and well, I was scouting, and there was a rub on a tree. It must have been one of those scrapes that they'd been using. Well, there was, I don't know, there was two or three eight-pointers. This one eight-pointer had to be 18, 20 inches wide. There was another eight-pointer. There was a great big 10-pointer. There was a couple seven-pointers. And it's like, I checked this camera out, and I go, whoa, I go, check this out. Well, so I sit there the first day. I don't have no tree stand, no time. There was a, like an old cherry log that went up and I so I got up in there first time I sat in there here comes I had a bunch of pictures of this eight and ten fighting right in front of the camera I'm, I mean I had hundreds of pictures and it's like and that never happened to me ever in my life so here comes this eight pointer out first time I sat there it's mm-hmm. the steam's rolling out his nose and I go oh that ten pointer straight behind him he you know he was like 15 inch wide eight pointer which if I could see a buck good, I'm not shooting a 15-inch white eight-pointer. So I go, oh, that 10-pointer's right behind him. Well, and I hear a deer behind him, but he blows. He takes off running, so I don't get no shot. And so now I climb down out of this cherry tree, and I'm checking my my pictures. And I go, damn, I go, they're here every morning. But they're a half an hour before light, and they're a half an hour after dark. But they're there every single day. And I'm not the dude that sits there till pitch black i'm half an hour before dark an hour before dark i'm making my way out i go i'm sitting here till pitch black tonight so i sit there and next thing i know not gonna see nothing i mean it's 
it's right at the verge of not being able to shoot. Mm-hmm. Legal shooting hours. <laughs> I get my pack on. Get get my pack on. I go to climb down and I hear. I look and here comes, which I think is a twenty-inch eight-pointer. I go, you're kidding me. Here he comes, thirty yards broadside. I grunt and he stops behind a tree. His shoulder is sticking out, but his his lungs are behind a tree. So I put it right right there on the bone of his shoulder. Pull the trigger. Goes right in a heap mm-hmm. with my muzzle loader. It's like. Are you kidding me? I got a 20-inch eight-pointer. I scoot down the tree, pack up all my stuff, go over there. I get my camera out. He's laying on the ground. He's just... Yep. I start taking pictures of him. And this is when your cameras come out with the discs. It says disc lock. And I go, disc lock. I go, wonder what that means. I go, something wrong with a disc. So I reach in my pack. I get another disc out. I put it in the camera, start taking pictures of him disc locked i go that's weird and all of a sudden the buck goes he looks me he looks me right in the eyes and i go whoa i i threw the camera on the ground i grabbed my my gun i didn't load my gun there was he was dead (laughs) i thought he was dead i climbed down out of that tree go over to him it's like are you so i i'm fumbling for all my stuff and my rifle it used to be where i could pull my I could pull my trigger. It, it had trigger pull terrible. And I could just, like, pull and pull and pull it, and then it, it would, you know, squeeze. Well, my muzzle loader was hair trigger. And I bring it down before I was even settled in on him. Oh, I touch shit. the trigger, and it blows right over his back. And I go, oh, my God. Now the thing rolls down the hill. He's upside down. Great big 10-pointer. 135, 40-inch bump. He's on his back. All four legs kicking. I go, ah, he's not going nowhere. I pack another one in there. He stands up. He takes off running. Never saw him again. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Didn't he, he cross the river or something, Bob? Didn't, I, didn't think he, I think he died in the river. Yeah. I think he swam the river and died because I, I had blood to the river, and I went and got Keith, and we had blood to the river, and went across the river. There was no blood, and he never came out on the other side. So I, I think I killed him, but he just – Big learning lesson there, huh? Yep. Uh, oh, man. I, I actually, I had my knife right there, and I go, stab him in the throat, stab him in the throat. <laughs> and I go, no way, you're going to mouth this thing. I think he's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Well, guess what? Uh, I'll take you too far ahead. He's yeah. not dead till he's dead. Yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> yeah, what's it? Rodney uh, Elmer says, what, they're not dead till you're standing on their head. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yep. Yeah, no, uh, sure. That was a lesson, bad, bad lesson. That one probably hurt for a minute, didn't it? Oh, that's so bad. It still know. hurts him. Yep. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> he was a big buck. I mean, I got a lot of really nice bucks, but he was right. He's a dandy. He was up there with the best of them. You know, he's. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh, still man. hurts. Well, that was that that maple buck that we started the story with. That was was that the best buck you guys have gotten out of the group and stuff? What 150 yeah. something inches? Yeah, 154. Wow. Incredible. Wow. Well, I guess uh, we can start wrapping up. Do you guys have yep. anything else you want to add uh, before we? Close it out. Anybody? No, I don't think so. Everybody good? Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Hunt, until next hunt stock. Yeah. yeah. We're going to hunt stock. Oh, you're coming to hunt stock. Good. Yep. You guys got a booth. Gonna get a we're booth. We're going. A booth? Yeah, we're going. <laughs> it's yeah, awesome. We're, we're going to get yeah. a booth. Yeah. We're going. There you go. <laughs> Stop by. <laughs> say yeah. hi. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good event. We did it last year. So yep. A lot of fun. Yeah. Yep. There you go. 
Well, I appreciate you guys doing right. this yeah, with man. us. And, uh, it was good talking. A lot yeah. of guys wanted you on, so I know there'll be a lot of guys happy to listen to this. Yeah. So That's thanks, pretty fellas. wild. I can't believe it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, because we, we are just average guys. <laughs> he says, yeah. just they want to do a podcast about it. I go, what, drink a beer? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, tr- <laughs> I tried to tell him. I go, you just yeah. need to talk to Bob. Yeah. I go, He's got the craziest stories of Gilmore Boston. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we had the lattes going here tonight. We got You look down the bar here. We got a few going here. So. Yeah, a couple. Yeah. We had a good good time for All sure. Right. So thank you guys yeah, for doing this. It. We'll yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, do it again sometime. Yeah, thank and, uh, you. See you guys on the next one. Right on. Perfect.